What's going on, boys and girls? We have a terrific episode of Two White Lights for you today. We had ourselves another snake draft. So our most official, unofficial co, Solana Lewis, along with Steven Singleton and Carrington Amati, joined Steve Denovi and I in a dynasty draft, a keeper draft, for who we think is going to have the most success in powerlifting for five years, so or for the next five years. Steve breaks down the rules for this because there are some rules and parameters that you know restricts who we can draft to talk mostly about up-and-coming young lifters. So it's a big spotlight on up-and-coming young lifters. Again, I'll save it for Steve. He explains that great, uh, does a great job explaining it at the beginning part of the episode. But it's a draft, so you know what that means. Hot takes, arguments, back and forth, five rounds, two hours, lots to listen to, brings you right into that weekend. Make sure you are subscribing to Two White Lights on Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star rating there. Leave a review for us as well. Go on Spotify, follow us, leave a five-star rating. Also, we're available on YouTube for certain episodes, ones that I think work for YouTube. So make sure you're subscribing there. Subscribe to twowhitelights.com. And without further ado, here it is, Two White Lights. And as promised, it is snake draft season. We got two guests on today to do our Dynasty Keeper draft. We got Steven Singleton. Give the people on Two White Lights a little intro of yourself, Mr. Shadow. Uh, my name's Steven. I uh, compete in the USAPL 100 Kilo Division. I've been competing since 2019, and uh, I am a member of the McHenry powerlifting team, as well as Team Nori. All right. And also, I'm going to say this from uh, from my end. We have him on because we're talking about a, y- a lot of young up-and-comer lifters. Steven is one of the better minds of this. We get into a lot of discussions on this. Also, I, I think you can mention, Steven, you're a fantastic coach yourself. Well, thank you. I uh, appreciate that. You coaches a lot of people in the shadows. So a lot of the great lifters that you see – Possibly can be coached by Steven Singleton. You guys just don't know it yet. Or the ones having uh, burner accounts trolling people. Those could also be coached by Steve Singleton. Or just their, the burner accounts are Steve Singleton. It's just, That's very true as well. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a shadow for a reason, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm probably going to refer to him as a shadow multiple times throughout the podcast. And also we have uh, Big Carrington on. This is your second time on Two White Lights. Yeah, I think I did the, that one under Fantasy League back mm-hmm. in the summer last year. Yeah, but in case people forgot, oh, yeah. give a little introduction about yourself. Also, fantastic coach. Yeah, thank you. So my name is Carrington. I am a USAPL 125-kilo open lifter. Um, I've been powerlifting for about three years, started around 2019. And, yeah, I'm, in from, I'm from Minnesota, and I'm online coach, most inspiring coach, and I'm on team craftsmanship. Yeah, and also I got to mention, Carrie, another great person to have on, has a 
just a fantastic knowledge of the sport, has a fantastic knowledge of the lifters. So we got an all-star cast doing this draft. Steve, can you give the breakdown on this draft? This draft has a lot of rules, so we're going to confuse some people, definitely. When we do the lists, oh, a people lot, are going to get lot of rules for, yeah, A lot of rules for Angelo. Like, yeah. this is getting complicated for him having more than, like, two rules. Um, so, yes, it, it, there's a little bit more involved. Um, the goal of this draft is a dynasty keeper draft. If, if you do fantasy football, what that means is like you, you draft players that you're going to keep for years on end versus like a normal fantasy league. You draft players and you redraft the next year. A lot of times you're trying to draft people who you think are going to be, uh, relevant and very good for years to come. Um, within that too, we're also trying to pick people we're trying to eliminate we're, based on these rules. We're trying to pick people who are more up and comers versus established. Um, like based on the rules, there are some people that are currently winning world championships that probably will continue to win world championships over the next five years um, that are not going to qualify based on these rules because they're already like top, top level lifters. We're trying to kind of eliminate the fact that we're make it a little bit harder where we're not just picking the obvious picks of who we want on our teams. Um, but trying to kind of see like, okay, here's, here's the people that we think are going to be challenging these top tier lifters for years to come. And even looking at prospects who maybe are a little under the, in the shadows, uh, and not given enough credit. So within this lifters must be within the USA PL or IPF, AKA drug tested. Uh, the main rule within this is the lifter cannot have won more than one IPF world championship, one USAPL open or open championship, one USAPL open national championship, or one EPF open championship combined. So someone like Leah Beauvoir has won the EPF open championship and has won one world championship. She cannot be picked. That is two total. Uh, Megan Scanlon has won one open world championship and one USAPL national championship. Cannot pick her. Um, so can only have won those once. Cannot have multiple wins in any of those. Uh, we pick those because those are the highest level competition right now. If we are doing this next year, we might include the Arnold finale, but that has not existed yet. So really the top level competitions right now are IPF open worlds, USAPL open nationals and EPF open championships. So um, the winner uh, we're going to be putting this on the two white lights page, just like we did last time, letting the fans vote on the best team. Um, but the fans got to make sure that they know these rules of who they are drafting of why these teams are the best, because some of these lifters we draft might look really good in the, in the, in the current year, but are they going to really be great over the next five years? Like if we could really officially choose a winner, what we do is look back in five years and see whose team won the most IPF world USAPL nationals or EPF championships combined. That would be what we'd be looking back on as the, the result of like who was actually the most successful team. All right. So with that said, we got to pick a draft order. So are we ready? Yeah. Shaking sure. them up. Let's do it. Shaking do them it. up. The, nu the number one pick in the draft goes to Mr. Steven Singleton. Ooh. All right. Okay. So are we going to do the order or should I just say my... I'm, I'm, no. I'm, I'm going the next one. I'm getting all five first. Okay. All yeah, right. The second pick in the draft he's, goes to... He's uh, tussling with these papers here. He's having a hard time. <laughs> the the crypto queen herself, Solana. All right. Yes. By the dip. Third pick in the draft goes to... Angelo. <laughs> 
Fuck. <laughs> All right, that's not a bad one. I was I was praying I got last pick again. That's such a good pick. Fourth pick in the draft goes to myself, Mr. Steve, which the means article. thank you, Solana, for recognizing that. Oh, shit, Final play. pick goes to Carrington. Oh, Mr. SBT. All right. It's actually nice, Carrington. You get to yeah. go back to back. No, I'm no, I'm cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah that's uh yeah, only five picks, it's not too bad either. That is, I mean, yeah, that is the best yeah. round. Also, I kinda wanna bring up right. really quick, like um some of the people who would be probably first rounders, just like Tiffany Capone, Jesus Oliveras, those would probably be like number one one, right? And they're all young lifters. So like those people would kinda be the best of the best, but um just kinda again, like kinda clarify for people listening. If you don't hear those names, that's why. All right. First pick. Of the draft. Steven, you are on the clock. All right. So my first pick is going to be Agatha Sitko. Um, Agatha is from Flynn. She competes in the IPF. She is a 76 kilo lifter. She just uh, second at IPF Classic Worlds. And as a side note, just a few weeks after she won the World Games uh, at just 19 years old. Um, so I could see because she's only been competing around three years that, that uh, in another five years time, she could have a bunch more uh, another world games title and potentially take down um, Jess Bittner as uh, one of the best 76 kilo lifters. Yeah, that's a great first pick. The only thing is what I'm thinking of her. I'm like the person she has to beat at IPF worlds is Jess Bittner and I don't know how long that's going to take for Agatha to get there. I mean, this year yeah. it wasn't it wasn't that far off this year. She yeah. wasn't far off at all. It was like Carlina and Carlina, not just Jessica, yeah, Carlina yeah. as well. Carlina may have won IPF Worlds if she was there. Yep, for New Zealand. Yep. I mean, I'll tell I I I had Agatha likely going in the first round. I could have I I based on who would have gotten drafted, I could have seen me taking her fourth. My only issue with her first overall, I mean, maybe this this is opinionated. Uh, I've heard of legend that she trains SBD like five or six days a week. Is she going to be able to maintain this for the next five years? I say I mean, when did, uh, maybe one, I'm wrong. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong on my thoughts on the coaching, but uh, I think one of the reasons we've seen U.S. dominance because of the way we train, it is much more common over in some of the European countries that they literally like train SBD like four five, six times a week. Um, and th- there's a reason why I feel like we see a lot more U S lifters longevity being longer and their reign being longer. So that's my biggest, my question mark there is do we, are, do we see here able to maintain these performances for five years? Yeah. Also like she does raw and equipped and she's very, into equipped lifting, so like when you're doing both and balancing both, it can't hurt you in raw. So it's like, how how seriously will she take raw? Will she always do equipped? Will she ever stop? Well, that adds we'll to her see. accolades, though, right? Like if you're if you're if you're dominating yeah. single ply in the World Games, then you're definitely a, an accomplished, established power lifter. And especially if you could double dip, you know, no pun intended there, Solana. But if you could dub, double dip there, and you can go. Single ply, dominate that, and possibly beat one of the better weight classes or be at the top of one of the better weight classes in the IPF. I mean, then you're looking at some dominance that very few lifters have. You're looking at, like, Bonica Brown, um, uh, 
I mean, I guess that's all what I can think of as far as single ply. Kim Walford. Kim Wal. Yeah, Kim Walford. Oh, you think single? Oh, single ply too. Single ply and raw. Yeah. So yeah. like that's that's kind of what I'm Man. thinking is that you can't negate someone's accomplishment for being equipped and being like, well, she doesn't do it raw too. It's like, well, you're doing at least both, right? There's so many people who just are single ply lifters and that's all they do. They don't go into the raw categories. Agita is that exception where he's just doing things that not a whole lot of lifters have the, I don't even think the chance to do. So right. I will no, I say it does Steve's... kind of. Steven. Go ahead, Steve. Go ahead. No, Steven. Uh, to Steve's point, just seeing her, like, I didn't even know she was only 19. And I think that goes to show she's already so refined at this age that if she sticks with it, she could continue to make the progression uh, to become and stay the best in the next five years. <laughs> so what I was going to say is, to clarify, we're doing raw only, though. So I, I don't give someone, like, we're drafting raw lifters. So while in a goat status, like overall power lifting, I would argue the flip side helps her. It doesn't in this, but what I am going to say, because I, I, we're going to, we're going to specifically disagree with picks because it makes this more fun, but Agata may be the best prospect in power lifting, especially on the women's side that we may have seen in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know if we've seen someone on the women's side since maybe like Daniela Mello and Amanda that like we thought could have such a high ceiling as Agatha. Now like Tiffany Chapone's doing amazing, but I don't think we saw we saw Tiffany Chapone. It was like, oh my gosh, she's gonna like we thought she was still gonna be challenged by like Heather Connor. Agatha's to the point where like she looks like a prospect that could rewrite the record books like Daniela and Amanda did. Agreed. All right, so, moving on to second. Slot. Solana? My turn. Okay. I am going with Bob Matthews. Hoping that'll it's, slip. Uh, hoping that'll slip down. Yeah. Yeah. No, sir. He will not. I mean, it's kind of obvious why, like, he, the strength he's gaining at such a rapid pace is just absolutely insane. He had that 2050 total this year at Nationals, and he's going up to 110. The best 110 tested total is 2105. He's going to beat that by next year, and he will be the best in the 110 kiloweight class period. Um, even like he's like, even watching him do tricep dips, like how can you be that strong in tricep dips? Like you're just strong in everything you do. It's like really anomaly, but I had to choose them. And like the, the bigger he gets, the stronger he gets and he's cool with gaining weight. So that's also very fascinating. <laughs> I agree. Bob only started competing in 2019 and has already submitted himself as best lifter at USAPL Raw Nationals. Um, after moving up from 93, it was a very easy, like he needed to go up already. Uh, so I don't see a reason why not, uh, 110 will be like a good final destination for him. And especially in a few years, we'll definitely fill out nicely. Yep. And he's 24. Yeah. It's cool that, you know, he's younger. So he's got a lot of time. Right. Bob would have been my number one pick. So I don't know if I can even argue this one. Um, I think one of the biggest comparisons to make is the fact that like we kind of thought Ashton was untouchable and Bob is starting to challenge him on total. If they both have a great meet at a weight class down, like I, I just, I, I, I said it, I, I said at the beginning of the year, I think I said, even last year, I said he was going to be the best lifter in the world by the end of 2022. And I am looking good for that prediction. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, you are. I've been the craziest part about Bob is that he started like three years ago. 
totaling over 250 keys less. It's ridiculous. And he was a meme lifter. Yeah. <laughs> it's proof you right. can go from a meme lifter to the best in the world. But he he wasn't, a, I, I will give this him credit. He wasn't an obnoxious meme lifter. Like I don't, he wasn't trying to power lift. As soon as he decided he wanted to power lift, he took it very serious. Yeah. So he's never been a meme power lifter. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. Bob, Bob's incredible. He, he, um, he even the tough the- part is seeing if he actually has direct competition though. If there's, if there's a negative, like how are, are we going to actually see him have direct in-class competition with where he's competing? Yeah, I... I don't know if that knocks anyone down because I think just as far as formula goes, he's going to be up there with like the top, I think three best formula lifters in the world, best pound for pound lifters in the world. So I don't know, like that's kind of your direct competition in your weight class that pushes you to higher levels. Um, But I, I do remember 2019 raw nationals, him competing as a junior and just realizing that he was legit and he had a fantastic future. And I did not think it will be this fast because I saw him last year at um, uh, nationals in Daytona 93. I'm like, okay, he's looking good. You see some good upside here, but as soon as he put on weight, we're talking about a different light and I can only see him getting more progress. And he even did meme lifting. Well, he isn't like putting on the figure eight straps, deadlifting a thousand pounds with bumper plates and a deadlift bar. He did those, that crazy, stunt lifting stuff where he was squatting 500 pounds in sandals that he was doing the crowd. What's that squat called where you were picking up off the floor and then doing it for like reps. You see that shit like, no, no, it's not a squat. Yes. Yeah. That's what it was. He was doing, he was doing that crazy shit like that. So he was even the cool type of meme lifter where you could even get respect from a lot of your peers. So yeah, I can't think of a lot of arguments against Bob though. All right. In that case, is it my turn? Angelo? All right. Yeah. I'm going to do this. Um, this is kind of a preemptive strike. I'm going to pick Austin Perkins mainly so he can't yeah. get on his story and say that he's <laughs> underrated. Just going to get that out of the way really quick. Uh, Austin, because I picked you first overall, you cannot say you're underrated anymore in your entire life. But I think it's still a clear first-round pick is Austin Perkins. His best total is 800 kilos. He did that in college. We would be talking about him in a different light if Taylor Atwood didn't exist. And Austin Perkins, when healthy, could possibly challenge these guys for best overall lifter in the USAPL. And I think he's going to dominate the 75-kilo weight class. Um, So you're going to get a lot of national championships out of him. I don't see anyone really challenging him 75 kilos. The only comparison would be to Taylor Atwood. Um, and if there's ever a switch, if Austin Perkins decide, then that's when you were talking about him not dominating a weight class. But as it stands, him in the USAPL, I can't see anyone beating him. And before that injury, um, he was he was looking good potentially to challenge Ashton Ruska at the Grand Prix. Um, unfortunate injury, and I guess I'm going to argue against myself here. That was my hesitancy to take him was that injury at such a young age. Um, but I think his past numbers speak for themselves. His bad meets are 1,700-pound meets. There's not a 74, 75-kilo lifter in the world not named Taylor Atwood who is coming close to that. My issue there, though, is Taylor exists. Because I agree. Like, Taylor and of any weight class almost. Like, well, other than maybe like a Daniela Amanda comparison when they were in the 84s. It's kind of like Austin and Taylor. Like, 
they are so far removed from everyone else. It's kind of ridiculous. The only issue I have is the fact that Austin went IPF. He may not win a title in the next five years because of how dominant Taylor is. I would say with Austin Perkins, because that is a good point, Steve, and I, I think you you have a legitimate claim there. But my thing with Perkins is that there's a young lifter in the sport who could be the next Taylor Atwood. I'm putting my money on Austin Perkins. If there's anyone who has the genetics, who has the just they pass the eye test to be the next lifter who's doing insane things, it's Perk. Um, I can't say that about any other young lifter, any other young male lifter. I could really only say that about Perk. And if you told me in five years Austin Perkins is totaling 840 at 74 kilos or 75 kilos, I'd believe you because I don't see him staying stagnant for a long period of time post-injury. And I, and I, I think he's recovering relatively well. And I think the momentum he was building prior to that injury was saying like, yeah, he's going to total over 800. And that is just a stupid statement that he's going to re- total over 800. Like that's, we, we've lost that, like that understanding of how amazing that is. But I think Perk can do it consistently, and I don't. Atwood has injury problems too. I want to bring that up as well. Atwood, we saw eight thirty-eight and a half from him once. We saw a great eight hundred um, eight. I think it was twelve total from him. But he struggles with injuries as well. I could say possibly in the next five years, if Perk continues an upward trajectory, which if a young lifter, you're going to have to assume that they are. I think he could potentially beat Taylor Atwood in head-to-head competition. I think the difference is Taylor is just way more consistent with hitting all of his lifts. And, like, Austin is just not as consistent. Yes, you're right. Even on a bad day, he's still getting a high total. But Taylor is still, like, 9 for 9 or 8 for 9 well, nearly every single meet. Recently. He bombed recently, out a yes. good so amount of times young in his, uh, early in his career. So, I mean... Again, getting pushed, I don't know, five years is a long time. And also, we do have to, I guess we're talking about Taylor Atwood for Austin Perkins right now. Age, right? Austin's a kid, and he's, he's not a big 74 at all. He's not even, I mean, and he's competing 75. He's a small, small 75 in comparison. So he's going to stay in that weight class, I think, his entire life. Yeah, and I, I think, too, I, I, I again, I'm bringing up that point to create discussion, but... I, I could, we, we talked about like, we're looking at who's going to win national championships in the USAPL as well. Arnold finales, uh, Austin, assuming he stays healthy is probably 75 year after year. And I see him legitimately being one of the few people along with like Bob and Ashton who, who look like they could be winning Arnold finales, um, with the pro series finales, as well as like, if it, if it says something, Austin is obviously the favorite game day athlete because he's the only athlete on the roster, not Angelo and Austin that has their own special stool at the gym just for them. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. If you guys don't know, going to game day bathroom and you'll know exactly um, the specialized equipment oh. they put in for Austin Perkins. It was very sweet of them. Um, yeah. I didn't get, I did not get that special treatment when I was at game day. Um, any other no. thoughts oh. on this? Um, from the peanut gallery, Stephen Carey. No, I think uh, 
I uh, agree with Steve here. It's hard to say that because of Taylor, but I think people negate a lot. He still totaled 800 kilos, which is well over what any other 74 or 75 have done. And that would have like, if he were to do that total at nationals this year, it would have blown away everybody. Um, so I uh, agree. All right. Well, he's going to see his name. Well, he didn't pick him first overall, so I think he's going to still call himself underrated. All right, Steve, what do you got? All right. I'm going just like I did with the GOAT draft. I'm going based off of research, not the sexy pick, and this one likely isn't going to get the fan votes, but I'm not going to lie. I think this person could be first overall, and that is Alexis Jones. Yeah, that's a good one. a good pick. Yeah. Alexis Jones. You bastard, Steve. Bon- Bonica Brown has been unbeatable. Bonica! Un- <laughs> he's, not gonna, he's never going to do it. Bon- he has stopped listening to this podcast. If he's listened before, which we, she definitely has listened before because she got really pissed off about her name pronunciation. She does not listen anymore because of Mr. Denovi. But continue. All right. Bonica has dominated that weight class, has dominated this weight class forever. Her her total hasn't been touchable. I think, I mean, Alexis totaled only six pounds less than Bonica's best ever. And I I don't think any of us would disagree if Alexis wanted to, she probably could have totaled like 20 pounds more. Like she left so much in the... Yeah. Yeah. She left so much in the tank on squat and deadlifts in particular, even bench too. Um, she's going to total over 1500. She's going to have the highest total ever in IPF history. She's probably, she's from what we know, she's staying in USAPL, but it doesn't really matter wherever she goes. I think she's going to rewrite all the record books for that super heavyweight class and just be dominant and just do things that are absurd over the next five years. I mean, her progression is unreal right now. There, there, I, I don't know what, when she's going to stop. So yeah, I mean, I, if we're talking like ability to win championships, she's probably going to win any championship she's put in other than dots based formulas, because that's not going to favor her. Mm-hmm. She looks to part two. I agree with Steve here. Uh, continue Steven. Uh, I just think even based on like a lot of people see rapid progression and think like, okay, you're just going to fizzle out here, but she's made this rapid progression and I don't see a reason why it could just slow down a little bit and still she continues to progress and just has the best total ever. Like Steve said, she's only six pounds off of Monica's best total. Um, so I don't see a reason why she couldn't just hit that. And then a little bit more each year and just stay consistent. It's tough to go to say anything negative because even also knowing when I did my podcast with her, she, most of the time she has programming that is like group programming. Like, it's not even individualized programming mm-hmm. unless she's on break. Mm-hmm. And she's still right. progressing. She's a Midland, she's a Midland lifter, right? Midland. Yeah. Two Midland lifters taken back to back. Yeah. So um, just knowing that, like, like when she has individualized programming and she's, like, I think not she just did leading in the Nats. She did go into Nationals. And now she has to go back to the Midland. One. Yeah. Yeah. Which so there, was like, re- there was significant progression from collegiates to uh, to raw nationals, which should be a sign that maybe that group programming isn't working. But that's an entirely different topic that maybe Caitlin Berry covered on another podcast. But yes, yeah, Alexis Jones. I mean, she 
this is a pick that in five years people are going to look back on and it's going to be a no brainer, but I think people are going to look at this right now and there's going to be too many people that say who is Alexis Jones. Mm -hmm. And that's unfortunate, but that won't be the case in a couple of years. I agree. Yeah. I can't think of too many arguments against this one, Steve, you bastard. It's hard to argue against you on this one. I want to so bad, but just looking at her lift, it's just clear. Her technique is beautiful. She's got the strength. She's young. It's and also like it's one of those weight classes too that where we don't have to really put up a debate either. There's not a big weight gap. It it's it's her and Bonica. It's just clear, so you don't have to go through this all uh, any other sort of debate. I think she can take on Bonica next year, probably win, and then after that, I don't know how she gets challenged from any other lifter. Yeah, I would say the only thing that we can't say negative is what I just said, right? Like, if that group programming starts to halt her, she plans to stick with just mid lane until she graduates. That's, I believe, two years away. So, like, that could be what holds her back a little bit mm. for the next two years. That's a good point. Um, all right. So, we have Alexis Jones at four. Now we got Carrington picking fifth, and he would pick first in the second round. So, what do you got, Carrington? All right. So for my first round pick, I have Natalie Richards. Mm. I was hoping people forget about her. <laughs> you did not. Yeah, Very so good. She, she didn't have <laughs> the best U.S. run ads. I believe she bombed out on deadlifts. So she was obviously the favorite going in, and it was looking like she was going to have it wrapped up, but like her, her second, you know. But obviously bombing out didn't do her justice. But I think based, especially on the weight class she's in, in the USAPL, she'll be dominating that class for a while going forward. Obviously, she has Celine Crump pushing her, but I have a feeling that Natalie Richards' top end is higher. That's just me, though. I would agree with you on that cool. one. I mean, going into it, uh, Natalie Richards was the heavy favorite. Um, and then, you know, kind of, I mean, you can't really predict someone's going to bomb out on deadlift, and I don't think that's a reoccurring problem. I actually think that's yeah. something you can fix. It was a lockout on deadlift, and yeah. a young lifter, I think you can fix that. And again, we're she's probably one one if we're doing this draft, and she wins nationals, right? Or one like she's probably within the first three picks because she's probably she's possibly the best overall lifter in the USAPL if she wins USAPL raw nationals. And yeah, um, I just I the the argument I have against her is Celine Crum, like right, like that yeah. is the debate here is Celine Crum and Natalie Richards and. Uh, I can't pick the higher ceiling between those two. So I'll, I'll throw a situation here that makes it that you don't have to worry about Celine Crum and the fact that from the inklings I've got, they're both going IPF or are leaning that way. Mm -hmm. And if they do, Natalie is going to probably go down to 57 because she never even filled out that 60 kilo class. And then Celine will go up to 63. Mm -hmm. If that is the case, I actually like Natalie's prospect better and that's not saying natalie is better than celine i'm saying natalie at 57 is more likely to win world titles than celine at 63 and that mainly is because you're dealing with carola and you're dealing with leah Bavois at 63 possibly at 57 i think join amani is more beatable um when it, for natalie richards See, that's tough too with joy because i think joy is incredibly strong she has a squad issue that's really it 
I also think Lai has problems too. Obviously, she didn't make weight last year. You know, that's how it. long could she stay in that weight class? That's and it. I'm like, I'm arguing against myself when I say that too. So, but I do think that if Celine were to, not Selena, Natalie were to go IPF, she would have a higher chance than uh, Celine going to beat against Laya. So I agree with you, Steve. And correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't that where Natalie had her sele- uh, success against Celine? Was in the 57, 57 kilo. Yeah. Was in the 57 kilo yeah. weight class because that was two wins for Natalie in that weight class. So that might tell you something right there. Natalie's probably a little bit more of a natural 57. Celine is probably a little bit more of a 63. Hey, Celine, again, I'm just going to throw this out there. Maybe that 60 kilo weight class was great. I don't know. I'm just going to keep on saying that. Uh, maybe that <laughs> maybe that middle weight class in between 57 and 63 was awesome. I don't know. Uh, hopefully, there's a like evidence that proves my claim right. But I, it, it, yeah, I, I, I like the pick. Um, I was hoping that like people would just forget about Natalie Richards so she could slip down to me. I was kind of banking on that. So, thanks, uh, Carrie, for that. All right. Any other Anybody thoughts? Anybody else have anything to add? Okay, yeah, because you get to go. You well, you get to go right after this. Oh, okay. Um, my next one. It's going to be Jonathan Hill. And <laughs> Jonathan Hill competed in a 100 kilo class. And he was kind of like, he was a strong second place. Now, if you're watching, obviously, Bob, you're not paying attention to Jonathan Hill because he's so, you know, in Bob's I guess, shadow. But Bob's obviously going up to 110 at this point. Jonathan is a very light 90, uh, 100 kilo lifter. He could probably do 93 if he felt like it. I like going to the IPF. So between second so let's say third through fifth, Jonathan was ahead of the pack, in my opinion. So I think in the coming years, we'll be dominating that class. I was really hoping I was going to get Jonathan in like the third or fourth round. I think this is a bit early okay. because a lot of the people we're picking right now are already like for sure things. Jonathan is not yet a for sure thing, but I 100% agree the prospect of Jonathan Hill could be talking about him totaling what Bob Matthews does within the next couple of years. Like the potential he has is insane. I don't disagree with that. I just don't know if we've seen enough from him to call him like on the same level as what we're talking about with Bob and Agatha and Austin, Alexis and Natalie in the sense of proven track records quite yet, where they're a little bit more for sure things like they've already shown that they're at that level. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but I think potential-wise, right, like he's one of the better potential picks, and that's what keeper drafts are. You just have to predict within the five years, and John Hill, to me, is like one of the best prospect guys in powerlifting. What he did at Nationals, his rapid progression, I mean, we could be looking at next Bob Matthews by doing this. I think we were talking about that just I, on, I had on, him on as probably. I had him as my highest potential of like the, the people who haven't quite – placed or won national championships yet. I, I agree. Like, I think his potential is insane. I just didn't think he would go this early. Well, I, I was agree. definitely going to take him. I agree. By the way. <laughs> so, all right. <laughs> I was going to take him if it, it slipped down to me. But, Steven, what's up? Just To Steve's point, I do think he would be a bit of a later round pick just because he isn't as established as the lifters that we've talked about prior. But uh, just looking at his mega nationals numbers, he only weighed in at 94 kilo. So I don't know if he's trying to fill out the 100 class or has any idea of going to powerlifting America and trying his hand at that. But he did only total uh, six kilo behind chance 
chances of world's performance. So I could see a possible future there. He's for sure filling it out. He's okay. not going to 93. I, I have confirmation there. He's going up. But that goes okay. again. Like, I don't disagree that the potential is insane. He he, he was right. already doing that as a extremely light 94. Like him at 100 or if he went 105. I, his potential is insane. You're just put that's just like that's a that's a pick that's like picking an uh, that's like picking a rookie running back that you've never seen play in the NFL, but you 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 know that their potential is insane, but you just haven't seen them actually on that field yet. Well, you have sure. you have um, to an but extent high risk, high reward. You have to an extent. How many people within like the first two meets are at five fifty dots? Right, like that to me is it's proven progress, isn't he? Isn't he at like five fifty one? And he is yeah, yeah, I mean, come on, like I don't know. I think that's a little bit more than like but you're, like prospecting. But him. you're picking him in the sense of winning championships, and Bob's in that weight class. So you're no, picking Bob, him. Bob is going up, beating Bob. Bob's yeah, Bob. Bob Bob's Bob going up, going starting up. next year. Oh, I yeah. know Bob's going up, but is Bob going up next year for sure? Yeah, yeah. He's confirmed it okay. many times. So it's kind okay. of a vacant weight okay, class that, at this point. Okay, that does change my opinion there a little bit then. Unless Ashton goes down, that's it. Or does Brandon go up now since Bob leaves? Ooh. Is now, Brandon, I know Brandon, no, Brandon, Brandon doesn't I think, like the I think, heavier body weight. So yeah. He's probably weighing light, but Brandon may, get, Brandon may go up. Who knows? He's feeling himself. Brandon he's definitely feeling himself at 90. Yeah. I know that right now. Petrie's feeling himself at 90. Has he talked about going if he's going to IPF or not? I believe I it's heard him say something about not. that on a story. He I said he'll make a decision at the he, end of the year. A lot of us are in the okay. like the same boat, just like waiting it out. There's no reason to switch now. You can decide that even in a prep to Arnold because PLA Nats is in February. So I think all of us right now are just kind of in a position to like, not make a decision right now because there really is no need to. All yeah, right. I agree. I think a lot of people are just waiting to see what happens. All right. See all right. Honestly, at this point, this is where I think we're like we we I, I feel like the first five picks were the semi obvious ones, mm -hmm. and this is where there's a lot of a uh, lot of uh, opinions going to come out. I'm, I'm really debating between two people, and I, I'm going Gabby Martinez. Damn, nice pick. Um, All right. So part of this depends on where she goes. If she stays USAPL, I think she's winning the next five national championships. I, I don't see too many people. I mean, her progression right now is pretty crazy because now she's fully devoted to raw lifting. And since she's done that, the progression has been there every single meet and she's only getting better. I, I mean, I think she's going to total over 1,200 probably by her next meet, uh, depending on when that is, if there's enough time uh, that's later in the year. Uh, well, I guess she's doing corrupted. She's doing the corrupted classic. So yeah, I think I think by the corrupted classic, she could total twelve hundred. Now there's also inklings that she might go IPF, but that only benefits her because then she gets to go up to maybe her more natural weight class of sixty nine kilos. Um, and you've got Chandler and Marte Jenner there. But honestly, if I if I'm picking long term, um, I'm picking Gabby probably over Chandler and Marte um, for the reason that I just I, I think. Gabby has incredible like potential and a high, high ceiling because of what we've already seen since she has gone fully raw, as well as during that time, she's cut down to a weight class that 
and since she doesn't feel like she's 100% comfortable in. So I, I think wherever she goes, she's going to be the favorite either in the 67 and a half or in the 69 kilos in the IDF. Yeah, I agree. I remember speaking to Gabby last year. I think she was only totaling like, like 500, straight up 500. I was like, okay, she's going to be top three. She made so much progression this last year, and it shows. And I think if she stays USAPL, it'll be the Gabby show for the next couple of years, honestly. I, yeah, this is definitely a really good pick, Steve. Um, I know that she wants to do USAPL and then go IPF maybe 2024, which she told me, that's what she's thinking. So I think that's good because, like, she can then really kind of dominate 67 and then have time to, like, get stronger and then choose what she wants to do for IPF. I know she's also thinking about cutting down to 63 when she does IPF. Yeah. So we'll see what will happen with that. Um. I have no, I don't really know how I feel about it. Like, I think she could do 63, but she also has done a lot of cutting in general. But, like, she's not, like, so lean that I think 63 would be, like, crazy. When so, did, I don't know. When did you hear that? Because she sounded very much focused on Chandler and Marte on the Two White Lights podcast that we just uh, we did. talked, like, like a week very... after the podcast. Okay. Your podcast. Okay. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I, she, I wouldn't have gotten that. She, she seemed will, very focused on that 69 kilo class. She did mention that as well, like in a conversation to me. Um, but I mean, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, I, I advise against it. I would much rather see a six, seven and a half and 69. And like to Steve's point, again, I'm really looking for points to argue on because that's what my favorite thing to do is to argue with Steve Denovi. But yeah, you're right. Six, seven and a half kilos. She clearly shows that she is the, I think, the favorite for years to come. If she stays in the USAPL, then if you bump her up to 69 kilos, she's one of the favorites to win that weight class as well. So really, it doesn't matter. Like if you're talking about USAPL switching over to Powerlifting America and IPF, Gabby Martinez is a strong competitor who could possibly win herself a lot of medals. Um, trying to find out something, trying to argue against you. I can't, and I'm angry about it. Any yeah, other what happens when you do your research versus coming in just straight firing like Angelo's going to do here? Guns blazing. <laughs> Guns blazing. Um, yeah. Um, it's, before, it's my turn. But it's also Leffler Bros' turn, ladies and gentlemen. Everyone, go to LeffleurBros.com. And uh, by the way, this delaying. is not, <laughs> this is not this delaying. <laughs> delaying. This is, this is not a stall. <laughs> stall. The salt, I mean, you can call it a stall, but I got to do the ad reads, guys. We're 40 minutes into the show. We got to get paid. We got to get the money here. This is why our, our bosses want us to make money. In between rounds, not I can't. I was fifth. I was fifth. Uh, There's no easy transition for me. So go to Left Floor Bros, ladies and gentlemen. Buy yourself the best powerlifting merchandise in the game. They make you look good from head to toe. I'm wearing the dad hat right now. I'm wearing a two white light shirt made by Leflar Bros. Um, also, they got joggers, they got some shorts, they got socks. They make you look good no matter where you are in the gym, out the gym, on the platform, outside of the platform. Leflar Bros is gonna make you look good. Also, follow them on Instagram. Check out the new designs. They come up with new dope designs. They continuously try to get better. That's why it's such good for sport. Also, they're getting better promo codes as well. Not only the best promo code in powerlifting, 2WL15, but you can buy the dip with Solana15 and also use ORC15. Use all three promo codes, three separate purchases. Make sure you guys are on leftlobros.com. And I'm taking Celine Crumb. 
Celine Crum is my second pick. Um, Carrington, I thought you were going to go Natalie Richards, Celine Crum, which would be like the best one-two punch ever, right? Like in a sense. Yeah, because... I'm trying to make it as diverse as possible. Though. Yeah, yeah. Well, it would be. Yeah, it would be crazy to pick like because they're essentially nearly the same lifter and they've been attached to each other for a long time in powerlifting. But yeah, Celine Crum um, had her triumph at her first national meet or at her, with her first national championship this year, was able to beat Natalie Richards. And also, we talk about her in multiple... We're doing this a lot, right? Talking people in multiple federations, um, different weight classes. Celine will probably go 63 in the IPF. 63, okay. You got Leah. I, I am not confident with Leah going forward. I'm sorry. Over the next five years, she just missed weight for 63. I think Leah possibly is a more natural 69 and she does do 69 kilos because I think he'll end up dominating that weight class. So that eliminates one juggernaut from that weight class. And then there's Kalora, which again, one of the best female lifters in the world. But we're talking about five years. I think Celine Crum could be on her path to proving herself to be one of the best lifters in the world within the next five years. I see a lot of progression from her. Um, and also, if she decides to stick around the USAPL, 60 kilos is, I think, her perfect weight class. And I really see her... I, I could see her trading with Natalie Richards. If both of them were in the, the the USAPL, I could see them trading a lot of national titles with over the next five years. And that, to me, is... if Nat, so. And also, my logic, if Natalie Richards is a good first-round pick, Celine Crum has to be a good first-round or second-round pick, right? Because Celine Crum beat her in competition. Well, I mean... In my opinion, what do you want, Steve? What do you want, Steve? Come on, what do you want? Well, I'm going. This is nothing against Natalie or Celine. (laughs) It goes back to the fact that, like, I picked Gabby because I think she's is a lock to win USAPL Nats moving forward, and she is very, very likely to win 69 kilos moving forward too. If Celine stays USAPL, she's going to continue to have a battle because Sam's coming down too. She is not a lock to continue to win that weight class. This is nothing against Celine. I am agreeing Celine is going to be the be- one of the best lifters in the world, but she's got competition. But how if she long... goes 63 in the IPF, even if Leah leaves, she got, she's got Kiara Bernardi, who's only 23 to compete with, who Kiara has totaled more than Celine has. Yeah, but uh, again, within the, f- like, uh, when you talk about Sam Calhoun, like, within that five years, five-year span, like, possibly next year, but then you're talking about just success over that five years. I think Celine would eventually just become the the leader within that weight class or that perennial weight class winner. I, I don't th- I don't disagree, but that might take a couple years versus I think there's people still on the board that would be doing it from the get-go. Also, and then I, I guess with what I saw from her at the Arnold and what I saw from her at Nationals, she's just getting programming now which it seems like any programming was good programming for Celine. I think she said that in one of her story posts, which I could relate to. Um, it just seems that benefit for her because she was kind of doing random things and coaching herself for her Carolina primetime, her collegiate nationals days, or not. I mean, um, I know Dawson was coaching her, but it seems like she just has a little bit better programming now. That has a big effect on a lifter, and if they're able to continue that momentum... Um, any other thoughts on this? Um, she's, I, I just want 
probably put her in third round pick. Only because kind of what Steve is saying, though, just like I see her definitely doing really well in 63. But like if she goes against Sam, probably in a couple of years, she's winning and not just right away. So great pick. But like she needs to build momentum in 63 class. Wouldn't winning the national championship building momentum? What what round would you have her, Steven? I didn't hear you. Third or fourth. Okay. It's rough by a round. So whatever. Not too far beyond. Well, yeah. Whatever. We're off by a round. Splitting hairs here. Off by a round. That's where you could have her. But um Yeah, I don't know. I, I would say Solana like isn't building momentum winning nationals. Isn't that like the best momentum you could possibly have? Like you want to see great momentum. Build momentum like that's that's the momentum. And best it's- overall lifter, right? Me and Solana both don't disagree that Celine is building momentum. It's just that if we're comparing the weight classes, she's in a weight class that is not easy to win. Yeah, but okay, the classes that are easy to win, though, does that make you better than a lifter? If you're in a weight class, it's not stacked. I say, so I say like two national titles, like one world championship in 63 means more than say... Um, 84 plus, you know, but only if Leah is competing though. No, no, it's a stack weight class regardless of Leah competing. You, I mean, you mentioned yeah, the two I lifters, don't agree. the I two don't, Italians. If Alexis beats Bonica, that is, that means more to me than Celine beating a non like beating Meg Kiar and Iris because Meg Kiar and Iris are great, but how they are legends though? like Bonica of that weight class. <laughs> But how about Kalora? Like, and then also you got to take into consideration if she would be, if she would be, if she would beat Kalora. But again, right now, like, well, I, you, she's not quite where Corolla. She's not quite where Corolla or Leah are. Okay, but you, but I'm, yeah. Uh, but if you were, I think just being in a hard weight class shouldn't. I, I don't know. I guess that that's that's going to be the argument of like what defines success. Because I think, I mean, we were having this discussion today. I think being occasionally like out of the top 10 in a certain weight class is better than being in the top 10 at certain weight classes because some weight classes are just more stacked than others. Like if you can win one world championship in the most competitive weight classes, then I think, yeah, you're having incredible success in the sport and you are worthy of a second round pick. I do hear you. It's just like, okay, so let's say Celine and Sam go PLA and then Sam takes out Celine for a couple years in a row. And then Celine finally beats her year three. Like, that's just more what I see. And then she gets, she finally gets her chance to go to Worlds. I, yeah. Years well, later. Well, that's the thing. I think if you go next year, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not ready to, even though I picked her seventh overall on my uh, goat pick uh, or my goat draft, I don't think I'm ready to give Sam Calhoun a victory in the 60 kilo weight class, you know? Like, I still think Celine is the favorite to win, regardless if Sam comes down or not. Wait, is Sam going 60 or 63? 60. 60. Did oh, I say wow. 63? Yeah. 60. Yeah, in that weight range. I mean, she's competed in 63 forever, and that's not that big of a cut for her. But I'm not ready to give it to Sam just because. Yeah, I was saying, like, I said they both go to PLA. They both be 63, and then Sam takes her out for a couple years in a row. All right. And then well, Celine doesn't get to go on. to Worlds. They're talking about the craziest hypothetical. No, well, that's, uh, that's such a hypothetical, because one's not even showing interest so in a hypothetical. Hypothetical. You compare her to the IPF people. 
I kind of, now, now that's what we're doing, but we're doing with 60 You compared kilos. her directly to everyone at IPF, and now all of a sudden, oh, right. Toronto, whoa. Like, well, no, no, you're throwing okay. Sam in there, too. <laughs> Sam has no interest in going powerlifting America. Sam had no interest. Or it doesn't seem like it, unless I'm, unless I'm not being, unless someone isn't telling me something. Right? Yeah, she but, definitely wants to go back. She probably won't go back for next year. But well, she she's cutting to, to 60. Yeah, sure, but I... By the time she goes back, I guess I could potentially see Celine beating her. But all right, I think we talked okay. a lot about this one. Let's go on yes. to you. All Solana. right, Agreed. I don't know how By I got dip? this person. I'm thinking Brandon Petrie. Coming here. Brandon yeah, Petrie. Yeah. I don't That's know it. how I got him. <laughs> well, I, I almost shocked. took him. I it was between him and Gabby, and I thought for sure he was going after that because that yeah. seemed like the next obvious pick. So I can't. Can't argue that one. He he I, dropped way past what I thought he would go. I okay. Same. P, all right. Petrie has a history of injuries. That is why I'm. That's why I kind of straight away there. Like we're talking about someone who's seasoned, who's been good for a very long time. Petrie's been a good lifter for a really long time, and the injuries kind of come back every now and then with him, but he was held back a long time because of those injuries and those injuries just simply don't go away. So five years span. That's, all, that's all I'm thinking of. Five years. Just admit since you don't have a draft board, you forgot about him. <laughs> no, and now I you're forget. realizing crap. I never forget. And also, can we talk about how he's talking about injury, but you put Austin Perkins first. Ooh. Austin Perkins has one injury <laughs> in his career and still, no, Petrie's been around for longer than you think. Petrie's been around yeah, for a long no, time in this sport. I think he's been around a long time. Like, I looked at him once I learned who he was. So I'm well, aware I'm, he's been around for a long time. I'm picking but he's Perkins. He's now, and he's totally more than 93 at Worlds. Sure, yeah. it's But it's a little bit different picking him than Austin Perkins, who's like 21. But you know Austin's been competing the same amount a of time. A long right? time. Long yeah, but those, those, but those teenage years, I mean, we're talking about every Texas power lift then, right? <laughs> Those teenage years, like every it's, Texas powerlifter, they don't have. was doing bodybuilding at the same time. But with, I, I, we're going 2019 Nationals. He was in prime time for a long time. Those injuries held him back, and I again over that five year span, it's gonna be hard to keep. It's gonna be hard to keep up this pace. I could just trust Celine and Austin having that. Fair enough. I actually. I, I don't disagree with the injury thing. Sure. And if Steve, you, was, you like, didn't pick him round, either. That's where I would argue that, but. But dropping to this spot here, I think he's a steal because he if he stays at 90, like he could be injured and still win the 90 kilo class. Like he very won true. by like, like I mean, it was a yeah. very nice 40 kilos. He was 42.5 yeah. kilos. If he goes to Worlds, he's not a shoo-in. He is not a shoo-in to win 93s by any means. But he all of a sudden becomes right in the mix with Chance Gavin, Gustav, um, Emil, and Keiko. Which, in reality, then some of those people aren't going because exactly. they aren't going to get the spot. Exactly, that was my process, right? Take him, he goes to PLA, and now he has to try to take out, like, um, he has to take out Chance and Keiko, but then if he can take him out, then he's got less competition than 93. And also, and like, I'm, I just... Well, go ahead. I was going to say, I think, so one, I would pick Brandon to win PLA. The question is, how does he travel? And I honestly think Brandon 
Jonathan would travel well because he tends to lose weight from just kind of general stress. Like he lost like 11 pounds on accident or something crazy like that leading into the VA pro. Is that a good thing? Did okay. amazing. All right. So I think he would try. I feel like I that's not the well. best. You say that, but that might not be the best thing in the world. Just losing 11 pounds that randomly. But it shows might not be great, right? I mean, I don't know. Just uh outsider looking in. I will, though. I, I, I mean, I will justify this because it is a fantastic pick in second round. I, I, I'm going to definitely admit that. Um, when you take him into the most competitive weight class in the U.S. or in um, drug-tested powerlifting, he's possibly the favorite. Um, we just we got to see it, right? We got to see it head to head for me to really fully say that. But I mean, I'm giving him good chances. I mean, that's why. I, after the um, USAPL Mega Nationals recap, I think I pretty much gave it to him that he's the guy to beat, in my opinion, right now for that weight range. So, all right. Agreed. Any other yeah. thoughts from anyone else? Because I just uh, Peter's gonna get pissed at me. By the way, just uh, I was I'm hoping I'm hoping for some of you guys to take yeah. some heat off me, but okay, whatever. We 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 like. The I'm not going heat. to. <laughs> all right, Steven. Right. All right, Steven. So my next pick is going to be Jade Jacob. Uh, Jade is 20 years old. She's a 57 kilo lifter from France. She totaled 480 kilo at Worlds, which got her second place. And I believe she was just chipped by uh, Joy. And um, she is just, we were just talking about Celine and Natalie. She is just five kilo behind Natalie's best 57 total while being only 20 years old. Um, so I think we could definitely see her as she's growing up, eventually probably will go weight class, I'd assume, just because she's only 20 years old. Um, and I think she can continue to do well. So Jod, Najee, Jod is definitely... Jod. <laughs> I'm going to stop her names. But it's definitely an excellent pick because realistically, like she went out there and barely lost by a half a kilo. Now, she does still have Joy, who, if she can get that squat together, because Joy has total more at Worlds, so she can get it together. Okay. She still has a big battle, but I'll say for where we are, this is a good pick. Yeah, for being, I, I honestly think Jod could be in that discussion with, like, Celine and Natalia, like, when you're drafting them, because Jod is younger. Um, the, the progression is pretty incredible from her meet to meet, so I expect that to continue to rise. I mean, she's been adding almost every meet for the last two years has been adding 20 pounds to her total like clockwork. Other than I think, I think there may be some that are kind of like sandbaggy meets um, because they do compete more over in Europe. Um, yeah. I, I, I think I thought she would go third round. So I thought this was, a, this is a good spot for her is low second because it, it, again, I'm hypotheticals because we are doing hypotheticals. If, if, uh, and, uh, if Natalie goes over to, IPF, I can see over the next five years, uh, Jad, Joy, and Natalie three-way battle year after year after year. And I don't think you definitively say one of those is the absolute favorite of her. Agreed. She also did win uh, Europeans last year. Yeah, she's strong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think a really good pick there from one of the best up and coming uh, up and coming lifters. Very young too. I mean, young for young, right? Twenty years old. Who coaches her? Does uh, Panitis coach her? Uh, I do not believe so. Okay. Another French coach. Um. All right. So, 
Who picks now? Am I lost in a snake? Steven. Steven, Steven, Steven again. again. No, Steven again. Yep. All right, so I was debating between this lifter and Jade for round two. Um, the only reason I picked this lifter is because he has less experience uh, on uh, world level and national level as well, and that is Mr. Joe Bornstein. Mm. Um, Joe is a 75-kilo lifter. He just placed second at nationals uh, as only a 19-year-old. He holds numerous teen records, um, has really just been continuing to grow in the sport and uh, has been competing a little while. And I also believe he has been getting smarter as he's been going along just this past USAPL nationals. Uh, he went eight for nine. And then a month later at his uh, meet where he actually beat Sean Noriega, he went nine for nine. Um, and I just think that eventually he will go up weight class. I know he has talked about potentially going IPF eventually. Uh, that he could cement himself as one of the best 75 kilo lifters all the way up to an 83 kilo lifter if he decides to do that. Yeah, I was, oh. I, I definitely had him up there for um, one of my picks. Uh, the only thing is just for going up a weight class. I think everyone knows that he's going to have to eventually do it. Such a young lifter, so crazy strong that a lot of them just are forced to go up a weight class. We just don't know what he's going to do at the weight class above because we already know he's a beast at 74 oh. and with the, how young he is. So I, I had Joe on my big board. I was thinking maybe round five. I got an issue in round three because, uh, he's not barring people stay healthy. He's not winning, uh, raw nationals and he's not winning IPF worlds for the foreseeable future in the 74 and 75 Austin likely if Austin had just came in and taken like injured attempts, he honestly could have probably won 75 this year. I think Austin could have totaled 750 with some just kind of like joke attempts um, and not been at full strength. Um, so Joe isn't beating Austin anytime soon. He can't go over to IPF and beat Taylor. And then if he goes up, which I think he's going to do, I don't think it's anytime soon that he's challenging Russ and Angelo and Sean and Delaney and uh, Bruden. I think he will, but maybe that's the tail end of five years. I, I just think this one's a little bit too early. I think he's got incredible potential. I think he's arguably one of the, he's, he's arguably the best teen male lifter in the world right now. But he's got a lot of time before that. I think that full potential is realized in the sense of like, when we're talking about like Austin and Taylor, or we're talking about like Russ. I agree he with does have the uh, best team dots of all time. I will say. Um, and also when you talk about the best, you cannot forget to leave out Stoke here. Head on over to lift.net if you oh. are looking for any kind of lifting gear, news, uh, belt, wrist wraps, singlets, deadlift socks, shirts, all that kind of stuff. I wear stoic gear in the gym and on the platform. So does Angelo. So does Carrington. And you can use code Angel10 or you can use code Nori10 uh, right. if well. you would like to save yourself some money. Ah, fuck. I hit the wrong sound effect. <laughs> Which one is it? No, nope, not that one. There we go. <laughs> 
right. Well, Solana, go ahead and agree with me real quick since well you done, got Steve. interrupted by Steve deflecting. Stephen deflecting. I know. Well done, I Steve. Like no, that was already. not a deflection. That was a beautiful segue. But continue, Solana. <laughs> Sorry. That's it. I agree with Steve. I'm done. <laughs> I cut off three times. <laughs> it's my turn, though. Hold on. I well with Joe. I mean, I I do. I don't know. I guess going this early. I mean, there was like the young lifters, like the really really young lifters where I had on my board, or, I mean, my head, my mind, that's my board. I don't ever write it down because I'm not a fucking nerd, Steve. But I had him there, but I was trying to think. Every single person other than you wrote down a board. <laughs> Literally everyone but you. No, no, Steve did because he's a You're nerd. Lazy. <laughs> Steve did because he's a nerd. Let me move on to my uh, take on Joe. He, it's, it's, like the, it's like the curse of being too young. Like, obviously incredibly good, obviously great in the open. He's just too young. Like, there's a lot of lifters who I'm thinking, like, yeah, but I can't put him above this person because we just don't know what the future holds for them because they're growing. Um, you don't know how they're going to fit into competition. Sometimes it doesn't always pan out. Sometimes it just you, you don't get as good as the top guys um, and girls. So that's just kind of my with Joe Bornstein. Definitely should be on the draft. But round three uh, might be a tad early. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Let's buy the dip, Solana. I'm excited. I get her. Carlina Tongotia is absolutely oh. my third round pick because has she gone to Worlds this year? And hopefully she traveled well. It will have been a three way battle and not just the amazing two way battle we had for the Gata and Jessica Butner. Like she literally totaled 1283 at her meet in March, and the world, the new world record total is 1289, which is what Agata got at Worlds. By the way, Agata does have the world record total because Jessica got it second and beat her on body weight. So Agata has that total. So I think next year is going to be an amazing because everyone's talking about how they want to see Agata and Jess, and now we're going to have a three year battle. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. yeah I'm going to agree here. I think she, I think. I think this is probably the right place for her for the reason that we haven't seen her on the international stage and against these people. So I don't, I think that's where it's tough to put her in that first and second round. This is where I think like she perfectly goes. Like I, she literally, she, she, we, uh, Agatha went first, which I don't think is out of the question. Agatha should have been probably one of the first three picks, but the fact is Carlina could beat her next year. And that's where this is, this is th th this pick. I think is great. Mm -hmm. I, I bought the dip. I'm buying the dip and I'm investing more tomorrow. <laughs> Yes. And her momentum's excellent for me to meet. It's like just 20, 30, 50 pound jumps me to meet. Has she been competing in a different federation? Because I'm on no. open IPF and it says she in the IP, in an IPF federation, she's only competed this year in 2022 and then all our other meets were in 2018. She was she no. was doing world powerlifting. Yeah, yeah, oh, she was. Okay. She was doing. Oh, okay. She did world powerlifting because a lot of a lot of New Zealand and Australia switched to world powerlifting for a while, um, and then they realized uh, the person running world powerlifting was not a great person. Yep. So then they all switched back in New Zealand. But then New Zealand's been shut down, so a lot of people weren't traveling and whatnot. Um, I know Carlina; she's a doctor, so I think that was the reason why she didn't travel. Was that correct, okay. Solana? Basically. Okay, I see. I'm on uh, our open powerlifting yeah. now, and there's a uh, a lot of gaps filled. I, I wish open open IPF would uh, list world powerlifting. That would be fun. That's a whole different story for people that don't know why that would be fun, though. Any arguments? Yeah, I can't really find it. I think it's a yeah, solid pick. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's a really hard person to argue against. Um, 
And because we all are also in the third round now, so this is where I think it's going to get a little bit contentious. We're not seeing like the most proven lifters. Um, aside from my lifter that I'm about to take, defending champion in the 48 kilo weight class, Jessica Espano. Jessica Espanol. Espanol. Uh, I actually I'm going to pull up her audio recording that she sent me to make sure I'm pronouncing this name correctly. <laughs> okay, she told me she was eating dinner. It's Espinal. Espinal. Okay. Espinal. All right. I'm going to probably edit out the fact that she was eating dinner. Um, thank you for the apologies, Jessica. But, yeah, Jessica Spinal, I mean, right up there. I, we couldn't pick, like, uh, with uh, Tiffany Chapone up there um, because she's has herself multiple world champions. But this is the new up-and-coming lifter, right, and someone who's proven. She won 48 kilos and also right now is in a position to potentially challenge Heather Connor for the best spot. And I, I think – Within the next five years, you're going to see Jessica be the perennial winner in America. She's going to dominate, I think, the 47-kilo weight class. World stage is going to be a little bit more difficult, but I think this accolades for her within the next five years, you're going to look at some really great things, and the momentum and the amount of progress she's had just within the past two years has been unbelievable. Yeah, this is a tough yeah. one to argue against because she definitely can challenge other color can definitely go to IPF Worlds. We'll be going against Tisha Pone, who is the best by a landslide, but I don't see tipping 47 for the next five years because she had a hard cut this year. So she'll be 47 probably next year, maybe the year after, but not for a whole five years. I think Jess has a better chance of being able to stay around the weight class a bit longer because she's just seems to be someone who can stay at this weight class and be comfortable for a little bit. So it's a good one. Yeah, this is about where I thought she'd go. I mean, honestly, I think she could have gone even higher if Tiffany Chapone didn't exist. The only the only reason I think this is where about Jessica should go is like third or fourth down is because of Tiffany Chapone. Is like how long would it take for her to beat her and can she beat her? Because the, the fact is both of them are, what, 19 and 20, I think, respectively. Um, that battle is going to be amazing for the next five years. Um, that's incredible. That's going to be one of the best, like, rivalries i think in all powerlifting um it's just can jessica beat tiffany because obviously tiffany one um has the advantage based on the total right now but two we've seen her travel and put up amazing totals so we already know tiffany can put up what 20 20 about 20 kilos more than jessica's currently about 15 20 kilos more while traveling yep. to south africa so the, the only knock on Jessica is that, is that Tiffany does exist. Otherwise, I think Jessica could have arguably been a first rounder if Jessica, if, 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 if it was just Heather still. I think Jessica is likely going to surpass Heather within the next year and be the best 48 kilo, 47 kilo lifter in the U.S. for the next five years. I think eventually we will see her move up because it looks like she was a, 50, a light 52 already. So I wouldn't be surprised to see her be a 52 again uh within a few more years i think she can stay for longer than tiffany yeah i would say so i agree with that any other thoughts on jess okay steven or Yarkle. steve i apologize steve all right debating this debating this one again it's between three people but the person i'm gonna go with I, i've got to do this to make up for continually overlooking him, not going with him, and him continually proving us wrong. And I don't want to be on the wrong side of it. And I do think if we are talking as of this day, 
He is the best 66 or 67 and a half kilo lifter in the world. And that's Morgan Aquino Garcia. Um, I don't know if he plans to go IPF. I don't really feel like he does. I don't think that's a motivating factor because he just likes to compete once a year. But I look at over the next five years, I, 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 it's almost tough to go. I, I like Dan Clements too. If working like the future and even Joe Jordan, I like him too. But I don't. <laughs> I, I've gone against Morgan too much now to go with Dan. And I'm not going to be wrong on this one again and, and pick against Morgan. Morgan has been proving me wrong oh. too many times. And what he did at Nationals this year makes me think that there's a lot more to come. Oh, okay. Hold on. I don't want to be that guy. Morgan's a fantastic lifter. We overlooked him. I think he's in his 30s. So that, yes. that means something to me. In five years' time, he's going to be 35, 36. Dan Clements is in his mid-20s. I could tell you, guess from experience, being in my late 20s, body starts slowing down just a little bit, knees start hurting a little bit more, my hip starts hurting a little bit more. I would, I would have to argue I would put Dan Clements there with him, if not above, because I could just see Dan Clements progressing a little bit more. From what, from what I know, Dan Clements has more injury issues than Morgan, though. Injury issues? I mean, no, I mean, Dan, Morgan, Dan's, though. Dan's continually had injury issues with Peck and then adductor stuff. I mean, Morgan doesn't really say much, but from what I know, he hasn't had injury issues. And if we're looking at four nationals, four nationals in a row, he's added 40 pounds to his total. I... That's where a I have pick trouble. Right I have now, trouble saying his age is a factor. But a when pick, he's adding forty pounds to his total every year. But right now in this round, I think that's what I'm looking at. Third round, this this is a. Th- I think this is a reach, just because of who else. A guy is there. who's gonna who's a guy who just won his weight class. Yeah. Oh, because Celine Crum was apparently a fucking reach at that time, right? So she just won her weight class too. And it's twenty three. I wouldn't have so like that. Like that does matter. Hey. Yeah, but Celine didn't out total everyone at IPF Worlds too. Uh, sixty seven and a half kilos though. I'm sorry, like that does matter to me. Morgan's gonna again. Uh, this is see uh, Stephen Carrington. I'm gonna take all the heat in this episode. So don't even worry about being a guest on Two White Lights. He was sixty seven and a half kilos. We can't say that he's uh, that's. That's too many kilos to give up for me to say, like, yeah, he's the best 66 kilo lifter in the world. Do I think that? Yes. But am I going to say, like, there's this long, sustained thing? Like, even Dan Clements here, if you pick him, is a risk because potentially he's not going to stay in that weight class. So I, I, I'm i just with the up-and-coming lifters, I don't know if I could put Morgan Aquino Garcia in the same realm. Next five years. Remember, this is five I think years. So too. And yeah, five years from now, if we look even five years ago, most of the top 66 kilo lifters are not in 66 kilo anymore or in the sport. Well, at all. isn't that a benefit of Morgan is he's not, he's 30, he's already grown in to his weight class and people are discussing like, like I'm saying five years, let's say he just competes for the next three years and wins three national titles in a row and doesn't win the last two. Well, you're saying for a lot of other people, you're picking them now thinking in two to three years, they're going to win national titles. What's the difference? Well, do you, but do you like, I'm talking in a five year span. Yeah. Five year span. I think Morgan's going to be dominant. 
maybe it's maybe it's I, not the full five years, but if I'm taking all five years, I think he wins multiple championships. Yeah, maybe a couple. Yeah, I don't know about I'm, a full five years. Even a couple. I'm, I'm gonna agree with Steven on this one. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, thank you. All right, why is that, Carrington? Just because, like, like you said, he's continuously proved you wrong year after year, and he keeps adding well, to his totals consistently. Twice. Dan is just—it's been—he's a stronger lifter, but meet to meet, he hasn't been there at the national level. That's just how I feel it. Yeah, I know you are right about that. I'm just—I'm—I'm I'm not ready to just be like, okay, Morgan's going to win multiple national champions within the next five years. I just don't know if I'm ready to I say that. For a third round pick, it's not bad. That's where I'm going to disagree with you. I think for a third round pick, I would I would have gone with um, a few other people here, and that's, that's with me not having a draft board too. So I mean, Steve's researching this. Anything else? You guys you want yeah. to take a shot at Steve? Are you guys sure? He's sitting there kind of pompously my, right now, and it bothers shot. me. Yeah, uh, only only one person <laughs> still wants to doubt, and that's you. I just I, I don't like- I don't don't think he's. I don't think he's going to last a whole another five years. I don't either, but I do like, he it. Just, like he'll probably last like maybe another one or one more. Like, okay, we are picking people who will progressively become really great and win in the last couple of years. So when you said that, I was like, Oh, all right. I can understand the logic. Carrington, your next pick better be me. Right. Okay. Twenty nine years old. <laughs> Twenty nine years nah, old. Just pick me, right? I can. I mean, <laughs> my, my next pick. I have. I have Kevin Wen. Kevin Buddha. Oh, I have that's him. a really good he, pick. He competed at the one twenty five weight class. That's what I competed at too. And the dude just showed out. Like he totaled over two k. Like it was. He totaled almost twenty one hundred. And he's like twenty two or something. Like he's young. The only people I think in that weight region. That would actually, you know, give him a, a fight for his money or a run for his money would be like Dennis, but obviously he's not around right now. And we have maybe Rondell in the future and Lugo, but as of now has one of the highest totals in that weight class um, of 2022. So I think even 2021, I think Dennis totaled not that much. So yeah, I think he's going to keep winning it for a while. I think he's making good progression. He's staying healthy. And he's a smart, he's a smart lifter at this point. So it's like he's had issues in, in the past wake up and stuff like that. This wake class, oh, so I think he'll keep winning. I really and like that pick. I really enjoy, like that pick, um, especially because it's one twenty five kilos. So we doing we're doing these hypotheticals USAPL IPF. Well, this is like the USAPL weight class, right? This is one of those weight classes: the one twenty five, one forty. Those are the USAPL weight classes, and I think he's that guy in that weight class. And he's young. His lifts look beautiful. That's another thing that I look at when somebody makes their lifts look effortless. The reason why they look effortless is because their technique is so strong. So when you continue with awesome technique, a good game plan, a awesome mindset like Dennis has, in spite of him like an anime, you are going to see a fantastic lifter going forward and i think in that weight class yeah it's a good pick i heard the enemy chat. yeah oh really yeah I- <laughs> all right anybody have anything to say about that or uh i'm trying to see here nope. i know he's not far behind dennis's best 125 total yep. i think he's still a little bit 
premature to say that he can beat that. But also, he has just moved up to 125. I believe he was only planning to go up to 120 because he was just 105 at Legion Nationals yeah. uh, in 2021. So it has been a big jump up. So he definitely does have more ceiling to go as a 275-pounder. Um, so I don't think uh, it's out of the question to say that he could total more than Dennis's best USAPL or IPF total. Yeah, I mean, I'm just talking about from a progression standpoint, like a year ago, he had I think, a total of less than 300, you know, 330 pounds less a year ago. You give him one more year, he'll be at that 970-ish total, you know, really quick. And I think it's his next goal, he said, over 2,100. So, Good pick for sure. All right. What about my, fit, my fourth round? Yeah. All right. All so right. so I'm, I'm between two lifters right now. It's for two different reasons. One of them, both of them got second place. Both of them are in a similar weight class. But uh, for my fourth round pick, I'm going to pick Mr. Angelo Fortino. Oh, my God. You did not need to do that. I was joking. No, I, I, I was going to do that anyway because it was between you or Anna. But right now you have the higher total. I mean, you guys are in similar situations, like second at USA run, second at IPF wall. Uh, we got third, actually, didn't he? Yeah. People yes. think he got second. He got third. Okay, I think he people, could have, he could have I think people think that he won IPF Worlds. I, no. I, I think there's, <laughs> yeah, I think so there's, a, type, no. there's a population of people who yeah. think that he won. Angela, you totaled 800 kilos, what, three times, right? four yeah four four times four times so you're consistent you're making who's, progress who's keeping year. track you know i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean second place this year um making progress year to year um it's tough to say if you'll continuously win 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 but i think you're on the trajectory where you're surpassing numbers that would have won a year ago you know mm-hmm. and you're making more progress in the i guess your competition at this point so that's why i have you at fourth all right, any of you want to argue against me and be in, I, keep in mind I'm in the same I Zoom meeting one, as I got you guys. one argument. No, what it is, <laughs> I'm in the same Zoom meeting, so that's a, that's I a, will hear it. It's a solid pick, but I'm going to use Angelo's own argument against him, and that's age. You're old! I'm not the oldest guy turning. here, though. That's that's a, that's an accomplishment He's, for me. I'm not the oldest guy selected. Who's older? Morgan. Like, oh, Morgan's older than Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. Whatever. Second place in the old. Second place in the 83. Second place in old. Got silver medals. Angelo is uh, turning 30 next year. And um, as he already said, his knees and back are already starting to (laughs) feel it. (laughs) So (laughs) in another five years, I don't uh, hesitate that he's in a similar uh, criteria of Morgan, that he will do well in the next couple of years. But I think if we talk five years, that might be um, when he turns into full podcaster uh, or power answer <laughs> and is retired from power lifting. All right. Well, I, that was about what I expected from um, from Steven and pretty much the everyone else here. Yeah. I don't know. Anyone else want to say something? I don't know what I could do in this situation. Here's my here's my unbiased take. I have Angelo on my board. The tough part about picking, honestly, a lot of the 82s is the fact that you're all everyone's so close. Obviously, Russ is the man to beat. 
everyone's got to go through Russ. And it's, it's when do you think people can start actually beating Russ? And then after that, then you got to say, okay, do I think Angelo is the one to do it? Do I think Gruden's the one to do it? Do I think Noriega's the one to do it? Do I think Delaney's the one to do it? Do I think Gerald Scott's the one to do it? That's the question as a matter of opinion. So if Harrington is the most confident that Angelo is the one to beat Russ, I don't think this is too high of a pick. But you got to be pretty darn confident that's going to happen to make that pick because you could be talking about someone who never wins a national championship because of how loaded that weight class is. And there's legitimately five to six people who could be winning that over the next five years. No, I agree. I agree. I would like to point out that I was once featured on rising lifters at the age of 28. So I have fooled people in thinking that I'm young. Because Rising Lifters is predominantly a Sean Mills page from just when I was on that page. So they really spotlighted like young LA sponsored athlete page 17 through 22 year olds. And then I was thrown on there one day. I'm like, all right. uh, I don't know why I'm there. Actually, I believe he actually runs the page and it was a dare to post Angelo's Rising Lifter. So that's how Angelo ended up on there. And that's why Sean posted so many times yeah i was surprised one day i'm like okay i guess i'm uh i guess rising is relative i guess age doesn't have but uh i i i agree with steve on that too like i mean i'm not gonna give maybe potential picks away in the future that i have but there's other people in the 82 and a halves where i was thinking um that i could select but carrington fucking amazing pick you couldn't have picked a better looking guy Power ranking, better, best looking powerlifters. I'm hope hope I'm in the top five. All right, Steve, what do you got? Okay, I honestly still am debating this one. I'm between three people. Uh, can you pick it up? Because we're on a time limit here, so let's, I'm going, let's get this going, man. I am. I'm going. I'm typing it in. You just all can't see it. I'm going. Chance I like Mitchell. This. I like this pick. It's a good pick. It's a good pick. Just one, and uh, I don't think. If I had to pick now, Brandon, I honestly think is Chance's biggest competition. I don't know if Chance would agree with that, but I honestly feel I don't like think, I don't think Chance Brandon Gavin would agree with that. Emil and Keiko, I think Chance of the people at Worlds is making the most significant progress right now to where I think he is the more likely of those that group to uh, gap himself next year. With how close they are, someone's going to gap it. It's, it's not going it's, to. It's it's likely not going to continue to remain that close, and someone's going to gap it. And if I had to bet on someone, I think it's just based on the way he's just hit a stride in his lifting. Um, that I don't know. He's figured out something with his squat and deadlift that I don't know if there's a ceiling right now for what that's going to be in the next year. And he's already won a world title. Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, we haven't talked about someone who's actually won a world title this entire time. He's the only Unless one on count. this entire list that's an IPF world champion, correct? Am I wrong on that? No. Yeah. Yeah. So so he somehow as it's taken until the fourth yeah. round to pick someone who's actually... Well, yeah, Ag- we do have, won, uh Yeah, she won something arguably more prestigious, but... Yeah, I, I know what you're saying, though, not, Steve. You're not right. raw, so... Yeah, you're right. Yeah, not raw. That's definitely... I think uh, Steve's right. He has chance. If you just look at the way he trains, it's not that much different. He is very confident in the way he programs for himself. 
and it doesn't really seem like he's gonna like do anything un unnecessary more than he needs to. He just continues to chip away. Uh, obviously, he's been kind of the talk of the town lately, and I think it will continue to be that way for years to come, for good reason. Yeah, this is a it's a tough one because I was definitely thinking about him. Yes, he does have to go up. Well, hopefully he'll go up against Brandon. But also, you're right. Like, he really has hit his stride in training for, like, he's improving a lot, which is, like, kind of shocking because he's been doing this for a long time. So I can see him snagging another world title, but, like, I see him snagging, like, one other world title mm -hmm. in the next, like, five years. Like, to say over the years he'll get world titles and collect them is a lot. But for this round, still a good I, pick. I, I agree with that. That's where I, I – he's not – probably winning five world titles because of how competitive that weight class is. But I'm going to use Angelo's argument back against him. Uh, a title at 93 means more than a lot winning five titles in some other weight classes. Yeah. Well, you're using my Thank argument you. against me and I agree with you. So that's an odd one, but uh, I can't, it's, it's the way he's doing it is what makes me really like this pick. The way chance is lifting right now is really promising. Um, like it's just it just continuously gets better. And like Steve said, he found that extra gear in his squat and his deadlift. Deadlift was always his lift. Now it's like this unbelievable lift that really separates him from the field. See him making progress. He's got we said on a podcast before, possibly the best work ethic as far as powerlifters go. Yep. Um, probably the, like, just the hardest working powerlifter there is. I see that, I mean, it sounds obvious, but I see that paying off for him in the next five years. He could potentially win multiple world champions in arguably the most competitive weight class in the world. Um, and I do think it's the most competitive weight class in the world when you take just the talent you have from the USAPL and IPF from top five on it's just an absolute shark tank good on you steve congratulations to that pick i'm also debating between like three lifters right now i think i got to pick a male here right well steve I, th I think it was a good pick because yeah. if you like, he's not just making progress on the squat and deadlift like he the bench is going up too like me to me and he's getting better at executing bench on meet day so i just think out of all the 93s in the circle like who are all competing for that title he He's slowly separating himself in weight of progression. So that's why I think it's a crazy pick and you dive at fourth even. So yeah, I could I think honestly I could have flipped and taken chance in the third round and Morgan in the fourth, and that probably would have made more sense, I think. But it didn't really I I yeah. I probably could have flipped also, those and that probably actually lines up better. At US National, I believe he was thirty-five kilos behind Keiko and Gavin and he just beat both of them here and that it wasn't even like that meet was a bad meet for him it just goes to show that the progress is, is consistent and we'll continue to get better agreed agreed yeah he's definitely found the and extra gear well, have we have we found your pick yet well I mean I was gonna say he found an extra gear and probably due to some smelling salts potentially, because that brings me into an extra gear in my training. Ladies and gentlemen, go to HypeDust.com and get yourself some obsidian smelling salts. Use promo code 2WL15 to get yourself the best smelling salt. Steve is, it looks like he's opening one. Tampon loaded. 
I it looks I'm using like, it as chapstick. It looks like yeah, chapstick. I was yeah, like, I've got some, I've got my favorite one. I've got uh, Solana's favorite one too. Honestly, I'm choosing this one because it's the it's 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 the most pleasing. Like this mm-hmm. one, I can just sniff for a nice little morning breeze. Like I like my wife likes candles. I could do a little nose bleach. Okay, those are they should make that's Obsidian's next thing they should do. Oh, they should hi. make scented candles. Yeah, see that one just hits well. That yeah, that one hits well. Like. I, I, I can do that one. That that one that one just Obsidian, get on that, it. That one makes my insides feel good. Phrasing. Uh Obsidian, make some candles though and have that aroma around the gym. Just smelling salt, nose bleach candles. Uh to make sure everyone is in that extra gear. Use that promo code 2WL15 to save yourself some money on all obsidian ammonia. Smelling salts. Also, they got merchandise on there as well. You can see them at all the powerlifting meets as well. They sponsor a ton. That's why they're fantastic for the sport. Obsidian ammonia smelling salts. All right. For my third pick here, I've been debating, and there's a lot. I think we're getting into like question mark rounds like four or five, because I got a guy I really want to pick. Right now, who would have thought my team would have been full of females? I usually got the label as a misogynist, but I'm proving people wrong, huh? You had one male. Yeah, one. <laughs> it's, <laughs> I, I'm one but the next one, I, I, I'm leaning towards another female lifter, Caitlin Berry. I, I want to take her fourth. I, I think she's going to go eventually. Caitlin Berry, I, I think when we done podcasts, is one of the young female lifters that me and Steve have really had a lot of confidence in. She's in a stacked weight class, but again, if you could win one of those national championships or world championships, it means a ton. And Caitlin Berry is that young lifter who I could put a lot of stock in. Yeah, we've seen her compete. We've seen the potential there. We've seen what she did at this year's nationals. I like her going with the next five years, and especially what we've seen from nationals to nationals and what she's done collegiately. I don't 100% disagree with Caitlin going in this fourth or fifth round, and I'm not going to say the name and give it away, but there's someone who's younger than her in art, basically the same weight class that totals 50 pounds more than her that is still on the board. And that's where I have an issue right now with okay. Caitlin going before this person I'm talking about. Well, fantastic. Can't I'm, wait to uh, see this one. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to hear that. Wait, yeah, we, are we all missing it? Are we all missing it? Or is this the the nerd over here making us look bad because he did his homework while we're all planning on not doing our homework. Well, now everyone's looking for it. Now that's, that's not even fair. Yep. I'm looking <laughs> so for it. I was looking to draft her. Yeah, because I, I shouldn't have said anything because this, this is the person I was thinking about taking pounds? the next round because I you can't said. believe I'm this thinking person of the person and around. I didn't think. Okay. Any thoughts on Caitlin Berry, though? Basically the same weight class, you said? <laughs> or the same exact weight class? The same, the same exact yeah. weight class? No, basically the same way. Oh, then I know what you're talking about. That might. Then I know. Kaylin's a great pick. She's gaining a lot of momentum very quickly. I can, with the momentum she's gaining, I can definitely see her taking some national championships, especially if even if Celine stays. Yeah, I, I can still see her over a couple of years beating her because she's really gaining momentum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is. I guess when you get into the fourth or fifth, it's like really good young lifters who have not yet won like a national title, and that's kind of. Or, yeah, someone that you're, like, banking on being a really good pick within the next five years. But I could see I could see as well. I don't think – I mean, I might be saying something here. I don't think Caitlin really has aspirations to go the IPF route as much, especially since she's at UTSA and we're going to continue to do collegiate stuff with USAPL. 
So she's likely going to be in the 60 kilo class and she's still growing into it, I believe. So I see her being here and, and like, even if Selena and Natalie don't leave, I, I mean, Caitlin probably, I, we projected her to be in that battle next year. Like I think next year is going to be a four-way battle with Celine, Caitlin, uh, Sam and Natalie. Um, and that, it's just, it's just a matter of time before Caitlin arguably can beat all three of those lifters. So I, I think it's a great pick. It's just, there's, there's one person that I'm, I, I can't believe is still on the I board. Think I know, I yeah, just I, now I think I know um, who you're talking about, but is it Bobby Butters. And you're not, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get this person either. All right. Well, Solana. No, you were yeah. trying to find her. Yeah. Sucks, right? <laughs> I hate now, you. Now, now, you know, I feel like right. the entire craft one through <laughs> one through five. <sighs> okay. Well, now I'm right. between this person and this person. All right. I'm going to go. Well, I was taking her anyways, so I think I'll just take her. I am going to say Bob Bobby Butters. She is doing really well. She has strong meat this year, took third place. I know that she's in a stacked weight class, but I do see her building momentum and potentially in a few years, possibly getting a title. Again, it's really hard. It's hard because she's with Joy and then you have Jod. So it's going to be a battle, but potential is there. That's all I got. <laughs> I, yeah. I, if Natalie goes over there in particular, I don't think Bobby gets a title with Joy, Jod, and Natalie over there. Um, Bobby has incredible lifter, but she's kind of been at the same total now for two years. She's only at, she's went 1021, 1037, 1048, 1053. So like maybe five to 10 pounds of meat. I, she, she'd have to find some new kind of gear or do something different to kind of hit kind of a next wave of progression to kind of speed that up to catch. I mean, right now, Joy to has totaled 1080. Bobby would need almost, based on her current progression rate, almost two and a half years to get to where Joy already is. Yeah, I, I would have a fourth round. I don't know, fourth round, though. I Fourth round, though. You know, like I like one of the better young lifters, stacked weight class, fourth round. She's not young, necessarily, She's though. She's not young. Oh, wow, guys. She's, not, she's wow. 27. Wow, guys. Unbelievable! You got Angelo Fortino old. I'm not the oldest guy in the draft board. Damn. All right. I guess I didn't know her age. I thought she was like 24. If I'm being honest, I thought she was just got out the juniors. What are you? What are we gonna say, Stephen? I don't remember. Well, that's good. I'm glad. All right. All right. Just all right. Well, hopefully you remember the draft. I had I had Bobby on my board. I just see some other people that I would. I personally would take beforehand, including the person that I keep alluding. Are you going to pick, pick that person? And that for your person last one, is. I am if they are here. It's going to be my round four pick. Wait, what you say? Samantha, you go. Oh, Samantha, you Oh, this one hurts. That was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah, I will say she was on my board for the third round, this and one. I've just heard uh, Steve bring her to my attention. By alluding to her, uh, nice. Samantha is sorry. Just trying to pull her totals here. She has totaled 500 kilo at a recent meet. Um, she had a bit of injury, I believe. She was coached by Panayotis, um, and she is now on Joey Flex programming um, on Team Flex. So we will see how that goes. But just already, we can already tell that she is back from 
injury and definitely going to continue to cement herself as one of the best 63s and as she already has also only 19 years old okay this yeah, one i agree yeah. Go ahead, Angela, go ahead. no it, i was gonna say it hurts because i bought her up in the pre discussion so, <laughs> so i mean it wasn't like yeah i i bought her up in the pre-show discussion and uh, well you brought up her Instagram handle. Everyone knows her and by her told Instagram you, handle. You can't, Everyone you knows can't her by her Instagram handle. Instagram handle. You have to know names. Everyone knows her by your Instagram handle, Curly Headed Monster. I still I'm still gonna forget the, the fact that her name's Samantha. But fantastic pick. Yeah. All right, yeah. uh Carrie uh Carrie, what were yeah. you gonna say? No, I would just say it's an overall good pick because like she is making progress year to year. Obviously, she had like, that year or a year and a half during like the COVID, she was injured or whatever. But um, she's making a lot of progress. She's so young, and if she can send a weight class long enough, I think she'd be you know giving Laya a run for her money, you know, going forward. Good pick, Steve. Yeah, that one, I, uh... that one could have gone in the third. Honestly, you could have taken that instead of Joe in the third round, and I don't think that would have been a bad pick. Right. Yeah, I over overlooked a bit. But I got lucky and was able to do I should not have said anything and shut my mouth. Yeah. Because I would have had her in the fifth round. I agree. Keep that pretty mouth of yours shut. But, yeah, that would have been – Yeah, that was because you wanted to argue against me so bad. You wanted – like, you couldn't help yourself from actually giving someone another pick. You just had to – you had to argue against me so bad. And, I mean – That was – It hurts you in the long run. So makes me happy. it was. It's worth it now yeah. to, to know that it's worth it. I, I, I don't regret it. I, I do want to bring up, though, because she's been on the scene for a while. I remember when she was lifting, like, when she was, like, 17, insane weight, and the, the hype around her was huge. Then it completely died down when she was starting to get hurt. It's rare right. that you see someone rebound, rebound from that. She rebounded, and she rebounded hard. I remember talking to, I think, uh, Flex at – the meet in uh, San Antonio, um, the one of uh, Texas Saints Strength Classic, and he told me he was coaching her. I'm like, okay. I'm like, that's a good sign because it shows that you like she wants to continue in powerlifting because we had a whole show about it, right? At what point are these teen phenoms going to burn out? And that was one person yeah. who seemed like they've completely burned out and they couldn't keep up the momentum. But that recent meet she's had, you now she's here. She's fantastic, and she's going to be good for a long period of time, it looks like. All right, what's your next pick then, Steven? Yes, sir. All right, so I have so many people that can go in this round, um, but I'm going to go by the tiebreaker, which I think will get me the most votes based on uh, the two white lights fan base, and that is going to be none other than uh, Sean Weeze Mills. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So that is not uh, an allowed pick. Yeah. If you that, are, he, he is not an open lifter. <laughs> uh, so if you are living under a rock, um, <laughs> you uh, are missing out on the the show that is Weeze. Uh, Sean is a one ten kilo at the moment junior lifter. Will be competing in the open uh, sometime in the next five years. Probably. Never um, <laughs> Next five years. Uh, Sean's best total, uh, which was at junior nationals, he would have placed uh, third at this year's open nationals, 
the progression has been there. He only first started competing in 2019, uh, totaling just in the 600 kilos. So, and is already well into the 800s. Um, and I uh, completely could see Sean continue to grow into the 110 kilo class because he is sitting a lot underweight. He is only 20 years old, and um, I think we could see a lot from him. So considering this is a fifth-round pick, if he got higher, I would have probably gave you this take, which I still am, but fifth, I, I don't think I'm going to be as, like, you know, vehement about it. Would Sean be taken, even though you kind of alluded it, would Weez be taken if he wasn't one of the biggest influencers in powerlifting? Like, would he be even looked at? That, that, that was the tiebreaker. Yeah, see? yeah, That's yeah. that's kind of my thought. I was like, yeah. if the, someone takes the fan vote, The fan vote thing didn't work for Angelo last time. We found out our, uh, oh. our listeners actually don't only subscribe to bad journalism. Yeah. Uh, also, oh, well, when, do when, I the like... clones, when the clones see the voting polls up on Sean's story, I think they'll come running to vote for uh, Mr. Weed. I had Hack so. and I didn't win. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Sean has some clout, but he doesn't have John Hack clout. Uh, and John uh, Hack couldn't even carry me to a win. I mean, uh, also, and John Hack doesn't a lot have of followers. John Hack doesn't have clones like Sean has. Yeah. There are it, endless amount of clones. I, I, I'm John gonna... Hack doesn't have oh. YouTube. I, yes, he does. He has the Iron Rebel one. Oh. I don't know. Iron Rebel basically is his YouTube. I don't know. Actually, I think John Hack does have a YouTube. Uh, if he does, not big enough for me to know. So. Well, Angelo, uh, I hope you're uh, happy. I waited all the way till the fifth round. Yeah, yeah. Him, you so. so if you if I was like kind of waiting, no. like if someone takes him earlier, it's like, would he be in this conversation? Because. Would he be in this conversation if he wasn't one of the biggest influences of powerlifting? Because he's a good young lifter. But I think there's a lot of young lifters who have proven a lot more in the sport. But I will say, with the reason why I like don't mind him fifth and being taken at this round is because when I look at Sean Lift, I could see the potential there. He's one of those... Lifters he very looks like a veteran. Yeah, he has got really good technique. He handles himself well on the platform. The progress is there. He's making substantial progress. Looks like he's continuously making progress block to block. All that stuff is there for Weez. The fact that he's taking fifth is like, okay, I could see that. That works. But I'm just saying, like, if he didn't have the name attached to him, would anyone be drafted? And I think you already mentioned that you probably wouldn't. So... And I couldn't even get my like, hot takeoff. Again, this is where I'm I'm going to argue back for Morgan. Morgan is more a current pick and may taper off after five years. Sean is definitely like a long-term pick. Yeah. He's obviously in a very stacked weight class. Um, he's not – He's. I, he, I don't think I'm saying anything he would say. He's not winning that weight class anytime soon. You're, you're hoping in three, four, five years he grows to be winning that weight class, whether he does IPF or USAPL. I mean – I agree with Angelo. I think if he isn't Sean Mills, he might not get taken because I mean, we have on my draft board, I've got people who have world championships uh, that are still not taken. Um, so I, I, I don't, I, I had Mills on my draft board, so I don't think it's a reach to take him in the fifth round. Um, but I do think it was a bit of a club. Well, I agree with Steve. I mean, Oh, go ahead. Oh no, no, you can go carry. All right, so I agree with Steve. Um, 
it's the fifth round. And I just, I don't see Sean, you know, in five years beating Bob. Bob's also going up weight class and just going to keep getting stronger if we're talking about winning national championships. So I, I don't know. I don't think it's. I can see Sean going years. over to the IPF and beating IPF Corrin, and winning one Corrin, there, you there you go. But that's that, where, that, well, you know what, honestly, what, you're if. taking quarantine and quarantine's total more than Sean. And as young as the same Sean, age, right? No, uh, Sean, the Sean versus younger. Bob theoretical battle goes back kind of to the Perk versus Taylor. Like they're both like potentially yeah, could be both way over everybody else in their class, but still Bob could have a bit of a lead. I, I think it's a good fifth round pick and I'll stand by that. I'll, I'll give it to you. This is also all the lifters, same age of total, the same or not more, but there's going to be. <laughs> huh? Who? Anthony McNaughton. Isn't he 23? Yeah, 22. 22. Wait, Weez is 20. He's, doing, he's going to Junior Worlds. But it's 20. Yeah, it's 20. He's like, got he's got years oh, on. Thank you. Quarantine Two. Clement doesn't even go to Junior Worlds. He goes straight to Open Worlds and gets thank podiums. You. And I'm also going to say, see, because we're, we're ganging up on you quite a bit right here. I also want to point out that the two highlights fans – might not help you out on the voting because I don't know how popular Weez is amongst the Two White Lights audience. He's he's popular amongst an audience, but the Two White Light audience, he 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 said some things about Penn State that I had to answer a lot of DMs about the entire day. <laughs> so apparently we have a lot of people in Penn State who listen to Two White Lights and love it. So <laughs> I don't know if that helps your vote your votes here. All right, well, the last thing I'll say, if you are a wheeze denier, just just look at them and look at the progression and see what you can tell yourself. That's all that's all I'll say. I knew that was gonna get some heat. Anything else to uh Yeah, does anyone yeah. else wanna uh, take a gut Steve Steven's pick really quick before we move on to Solana? Before we buy the dip? Yeah, bring it on. Oh, it's not a bad pick, it's just fifty it's a fifth round yeah. pick. Well, I mean, you guys. All right, I'm going to get to my fifth round pick soon, so get ready for that one. But Solana. All right, my last person is Lascar Carpio. Ooh, that's a nice pick uh, there. It's a good one because when you even look at this year, like he totaled 50 pounds more than first place at IPF Worlds. So, and he's going over to IPF Worlds or Puffing America. So we're going to see him probably go to the IPF stage, and I can see him collecting some titles over the years. Yeah. The only, the only question mark is Sergei Fedoshenko. I still don't know what's happening with Russia. Um, are they going to come back? Is Sergei going to come back? That's always the big question mark there. But even with that, uh, Oscar's only been lift powerless for like a year or something mm. like that. It's like a um, short amount of time. Yeah. I think he's three, he's yep, three, comps, three comps under his belt. So... Yeah, I, I, I mean, even if even if Sergey comes back, maybe he doesn't. We'll see. It could even happen ASAP. I don't even think Sergey's. I don't know if Russia's going to be allowed back in. But I think if you're talking next five years uh, and you're talking the 59 kilo class, he's definitely the one that is likely to dominate that class. Yeah, um, yep. yeah, five. Yeah, again, this five year span thing that's big for me with uh, Waskar. Also, just to bring up another draft, Steve. Sergey Fedoshenko failed the drug test. 
So you picked da, da, da. maybe. So you picked. Uh, did you pick two people who failed drug tests? No, I didn't pick Ed Cohn. Oh, you didn't pick Ed Cohn? All right. So He apparently failed the drug test in 2005. I don't know what he failed it for, though. Possibly drugs. Illegal ones. (laughs) Possibly being uh, Russia. Yeah, exactly. Possibly the the drugs you're not supposed to be taking in uh, the IPF, but... Yeah, I, I, I just I just want to throw that out there. Um, also, prior to me giving my pick, just so I can get one last jab in, but because I don't, unless anyone else has anything to say about um, with this pick, good or bad I with Wascar. I think it's a solid pick. Uh, obviously, the Sergey argument's going to be there because he totals almost two hundred pounds more, but at his best, so that is still something to remember. Well, my pick, this is just complete. I'm picking with my heart here. My boy Lucky, Alex Lucko. Um, I think he is kind of the unsung, one of the best lift, like young lifters in the sport right now. He flies under the radar. I know there's a lot of question marks with him. Like, he's not saying 82 and a half. I think he said on his story he's going to keep on going up. But when he goes up, he keeps on getting stronger. And I think if we're talking about his best young lifters right now, as far as males go, he's right up there with some of the best. I mean, he's so young. He makes progress. He is performs really well on the platform, and he's a lifter that's well-rounded in all aspects. I love Lucky. I think if he's saying 82 and a half, he can be top five and top three in potentially one to two years. I don't know if he's going to do it. He's continuously just growing and growing, but... I mean, hell, we're talking about, I think, the best 83-kilo junior in the world when that's actually a really competitive one, um, that weight class. But with the next five years, I can potentially see him up there with some of the best. Also, within 90 kilos. I agree. Within the top five. Top three, uh, or top oh, three, potentially. Love, top three. Uh, top three, top three, 90 kilos. I top three. I love myself some lucky, but I don't know. Like, you're talking about someone, but I, you've got some... 82 and a half and 83s on the board still mm-hmm. that uh picks with my heart out total him by 40 to 50 kilos mm-hmm. and are still progressing don't disagree with you i'm yeah, seeing a young lifter say- within five years i could have picked a lot of people i told you this is completely from the heart i was wanted to pick another 82 and a half since round three just couldn't really pull the trigger on it but it's my boy Lucky. He's gonna be on my team. Also, I have the youngest team. It looks like I have a really young team. So hopefully, in five years, just like yeah, you do. We're talking about the you, best you lifters. Do. Yeah, you, the best. You lifters might be on ever. a registered list by next week. Out. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> 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 Jesus. All right. Um. Yeah. I mean, I. I. I hear the arguments against. I think in I, I think ninety kilos is a perfect weight class for him too. I think he could potentially find himself a medal. Um, if depending on what Petrie does, I mean, we are potentially looking at one of the best ninety three kilos, ninety kilosters ever with Brandon Petrie. But I'm gonna take Young Lucky. Okay. All right, you gonna pick? Uh, what do you got? All Steve? right. I'm I'm picking. This one's easy. I don't even think this biased. Now, y'all, y'all, you're going to yell biased, but this person is already for years on end has been one of the best lifters in the world. Recency bias is the only reason he is going this far. And I, I realized I was going to be able to wait this long, but Sean Noriega, 
<laughs> I knew you were gonna yep. pick him. I knew that was gonna come. I was. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm not gonna get yes, my other pick. There's recency bias, but yeah. no, it's a about about the worst meat possible. Still got him eight nineteen. Now, if you want to argue, he has issues with execution. Completely fair. But if there is an eighty two or eighty three that actually puts together a nine to nine meat. The only person right now that could total as much as Russ is Sean and Russ and Joey know that. But if he puts it together, he's the only one that could total what Russ could total if he puts it together. And he's 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 still young. He's only 26. Well, that was that was and if you're talking about hard workers, you know, he's not going away. (laughs) Yep, you know, he's going to stay relevant in the sport, even if it's not with his lifting, like lifting, of course, but with his coaching and with Nori powerlifting, it's going to, it's going to stay around and he's going to continue training hard well past five years from now. It's not a bad pick. It's just, will he get it on meet day and actually execute in the next five years? Only God knows. We have to see. <laughs> well, five I, years is a long time. Well, it's a long, yes, it is. I, I, I was going to see. That's what I mean for round five, he, of the four people that, I mean, like, He's the only him and Waskar are the only two that next year could win a national title in a scenario. Mm-hmm. I think my not saying, not saying they well, yeah, Carrie might do that, but like within the next year, Waskar and Sean could win a title in, in certain scenarios if things were to go the certain way. As well as, I mean, I'm gonna this is another thing I'm gonna make an argument. If I was drafting Angelo, if I was drafting Gruden, if I was drafting Delaney, I don't know if Russ is gonna stay at 82s. Um, I think he will. I don't know if he, I, you think he will? I know he's going to do yeah. 90. He's going to do a meet at 90. Yeah, I but. Mean, what? Are you sure? I, I thought he talked he's about already, 75. Yeah, he's already said he talked about 75 and then like going down show. for bodybuilding and then going back up. So. Oh, he's not He's not going to 75 for bodybuilding. No, that's not, he. he's not doing that. No, he's talked about doing 90, uh, meet at 90. Well, Is that a recent talk? Well, I'm, I mean, a meet at 90, but I think that's, I think when people say those kind of things, like um, he he could take a meet at ninety, but I don't think it's going to be like a permanent thing. I think it's best for his brand to do eighty two and a half and eighty three because that allows him to stay fit all year round. Allows him to cut down. It, it adds a whole lot of just in there with uh, Russ. Sean though is. I mean, it is a good pick, and I think people forget how young he is. Like that's that was one thing where I was like, "Oh, is anyone going to take Sean? He's young. He's really young, and he does. I mean, he does have the potential there to be the best eighty-two and a half kilo lifter. Um, and it's and I guess again, you look at recency thing. Well, I was picked fourth, and I I only totaled a half kilo more than him, right? So like, he still had, in my opinion, a good national meet. It's just not what he wants. But the only thing is he had the worst meet imaginable at Nationals. Well, when has he not had the worst meet imaginable? That's usually my, like, this counter to this. Every meet seems like it's the worst meet imaginable. At a point, you start seeing a trend, right? Um, And it looks like it's just, like, just gearing up for that one shot to be the best. But at fifth round I can't argue against it again I don't know who Carrington's gonna pick fifth Sean was on my list there's a few other 82 and a halves that were on my list I went with lucky because that's where my heart lied 
Anyone else with this pick for? Uh... Not much. I mean, like I like I think everyone wants to see him like have a better meet, but like I don't. the trend not is he's point. not improving. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? But like the trend is he's not improving on meet day by much. I mean, yes, he when he like deadlifted like two pounds, whatever. But like you know, what I mean, mm-hmm. you just saying I can't wait to show y'all next year. That's what he's thinking. <laughs> That's cool. My DMs are open. He's got a lot of people to DM, if that's the case. Sean Noriega's got to DM, like, like 4,000 people in powerlifting. I think he now, like, yeah, he can't really. He has to make one broad story post. All right, Kerry. Last pick. Who do you got? All right. So I think my last pick would be the youngest lifter on this whole list, I believe. So my next one is going to be Maria Daly. She's 75 kilos. She's 19 years old. She totaled six pounds less than Jasmine Penn did at nationals this year. Six pounds. She's 19. She's weighs in light. She probably, I think she weighs in less than three kilos under the weight class. And she's making progress meet to meet. From collegiate nationals, she added like 50 pounds to her total. And she keeps getting better, refining. If she sticks with the sport, obviously, she will be honestly challenging Jessica Bittner in like five years. That's what I think. But I think she could win next year for sure. Do you, I agree? I think she should have gone earlier. Do you think she's dipped this low in the draft because no, she never you drafts? About her. Yeah, we she just never posts, and she we don't yeah. see anything from her, and that's why she dipped this low. Because yeah, yeah like she competed I, like two weeks ago. Exactly. <laughs> like she oh. can compete, do these crazy yeah. things, and people just forget because she's not a social media person. Uh, I'm gonna. Well, I had her on my list. She. She didn't dip because of social media. She dipped because I still like because she I go back to it. my first pick, Alexis Jones. Um, I struggle with Midland programming and, and having a lot of confidence in that. But programming biases towards higher weight class lifters. If you look at all the people that tend to do really well because it is very low frequency, um, it's very low volume. The higher weight class lifters tend to do better on it. Um, Maria has done decent, but she tends to make these jumps in the summer, just like every Midland lifter. Um, so that was my only knock there, but she honestly could have gone in the third to fourth round. And I don't think I would have complained because I agree. I think she very well could be, uh, the national championship champion next year at 75. And I think she, within the next couple of years could be in that same discussion with Agatha, Jessica and Carlina. Yeah, I thought that's who you're alluding to, Steve, when I picked Caitlin Barry. I thought Maria was dipping a little bit below than what I expected her at, but yeah, I think a really good value pick there in round five. Yeah, perfect way to end it off. Yeah. All right, well, there you have it. Five teams, five lifters. We're going to put this up on two white lights. We're going to have a vote. I'm really hoping they allow me to do five selections on instagram that would be a shame if we fucked up the uh the format <laughs> you can only vote polls on four well if not you gotta kind of do you gotta kind of do a head to head like and see who wins more head to heads oh perfect i'm just gonna go yeah i'm just gonna put or me you against could, you that'll be you could do a google form or something but people won't go to that, that though that would be the issue yeah come on cool. and we're talking about instagram people well oh if, if that's the case you will lose definitely because no sean mills fan is ever going to go onto a google form and vote it's just <laughs> not it's not happening <laughs> that's true 
Everyone about uh, Steve. I'm gonna YouTube tutorial on how to do that. <laughs> there you go. With awesome edits Perfect. from Anthony. Just make it really yeah. yeah, make it really hype. Just hype it up a little bit. I mean, if it's a Google form, people vote for Steve because Steve lives on Google Form. Right, I'm, I'm looking at stuff. Okay, yeah. I was gonna Steve, run through my draft form. Steve, you're like a most face. I think I got <laughs> some honorable mentions. Because oh, I was reading. I would. I got. I, all, there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of honorable mentions we could do for this one. A lot. Yeah. If you well, you can throw some missing, but I want to at least run through these because obviously we can't do an ever in, uh, an ever going draft, so we miss a lot of people. But I'm just gonna run through them real quick. Gavin Aiden, Gustav Hedlund, Emil Krestev, John Gruden, Delaney Wallace, Michael Davis, Sasha Sendabak, Joe Jordan, Chris Kennedy, Tim Monagati, Abdul Salyaman, Enrique Lugo, Quarantine Clement, Marte Jenner, Maria T, Ilya Marichev, Iris Schulten, Rico Shizuka, Kiara Bernardi, Evie Corrigan, Playa Perud, uh, Dan Clements, Michael C, Gerald Scott. Honestly, Gerald Scott, I'm surprised, wasn't taken. That was, uh, I for, was, I was not mentioning that because. Because I don't know if Carrington was going to take him, but yeah, that was I was going between Lucky Noriega and uh, Gerald Scott. I probably would have picked Gerald Scott just out of value. So Jared Martin, Preston Savoy, Michael Astrologo, uh, Jordan Pantone, Avila Liu, Cassandra Carlton, Christian Hazard, yeah, uh, Charlie Leonard. We missed those, a lot. Those, of, that was my board. I had. We missed a lot of IPF lifters. You know. Oh, Ina. There's and, I. Uh, okay. Uh, Sean Jin. Yeah. Sean Jin, for sure. I bet David Wilson. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, I guess he's only, he's in the criteria. Yeah. I mean, right? if we're, it's, yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, like all, yeah, all those picks would be fantastic. Man, it, well, if I, uh, man, I would really wish Eno would have been picked. Cause we are. I was gonna pick it between you. Yeah, yeah. I know. I it's, yeah, I was yeah. That's if I could place. yeah, if I could like um, yeah, I guess some takes off on that. That'd have been fantastic. I also have Hagen Henderson, but for only USAPL. Yeah, we did. I think we did buy. Okay. Let me see this. Yeah, we did bias pretty uh, heavily towards USAPL lifters. I actually had IPF lifters on my draft board than I did USAPL lifters, even though yeah, I picked more I have USAPL majority people. IPF. Another one is. Uh, oh, yeah, you do. Yeah, thank you. Thank I don't you, Steve. I think a lot of people know. So everyone's going to be happy. Uh, Max and Sheether, if I'm pronouncing his name right. He told me 885 uh, at a, as a 19 year old. Yep, I know at, who he is. At one, one rep max or something. Is his, It's like one rep max. Yeah, is I think his, it's uh, the one rep max. He's strong. Yep. Also, he's a very strong, strong guy. Oh, well, he holds meet- the open deadlift record. Yeah, when we make this post, he, I think though. he's too young, though, to be in five years. If it was ten years, it's different. I think he's a little bit too young for the five years. When we, when we make this post, though, I'm actually excited because when we did the GOAT drafts, like, you know, not anyone on that list or excluded from the list are going to say a whole lot because, you know, they're really established in the sport. They're more mature just by age and by nature. This one, we could see some fantastic story posts. Of how we're overlooking yeah. and oh, sleeping yes. on people, we can get some really entertaining stuff here. So I'm, I'm, I am. If there's, I like doing two things: ripping on anime and ripping on young lifters. If I could somehow combine these two things, this would be a fantastic weekend for me. I will ignore everything that's going on in my brother's engagement party that I'm going to, just so I can sit on my phone and have snarky quips to young lifters. I'm looking Love forward it. to it, but. 
We're going to have more snake drafts for you listeners of Two White Lights. Thank you, Stephen and Carrington, for coming on Two White Lights. Uh, we'll love to have you on again for potentially yes, one sir. of the topics. Thanks for having us on. Potentially one of the drafts. Angel, thank you. No problem. I appreciate you, Kerry. Thank you for uh, selecting me. And yes, we'll see you guys next week. Peace.